0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Uh, we got so much up for discussion. We talk about Lil Nas X and his new video. We talk about the NAACP awards coming on tonight. Uh, also, the Derrick Jackson scandal. Okay, man, I've been seeing y'all talk all week. I've been seeing all kind of stuff. Man, a mess. Okay, a full mess. All right, we'll do that. We'll talk about that and more. But meanwhile, you know, how was my how's my week been going? I hope you guys have been having a good week, but my week has definitely been great. It's been really, really good. If you guys didn't get a chance to hear my little weight loss journey, I'm still going on it. Let me tell you something. I'm definitely still going on it because, and I'll talk, I'll share with y'all a little bit more. But my, uh, I talked about my weight loss journey with my trainer. She uh, had a little live this week uh, on her on her uh, Instagram and. We talked about uh, my journey towards weight loss. And she also has it on her video on her Facebook and I think in her Instagram page. If you didn't get a chance to hear that, go check it out. It's on Instagram. I am Sarah Jane Fitness, I believe. So just look that up and you guys can see it. I also have it on, oh, I got to post it on the Carlisle Chatwell Facebook page. I don't have it on there. So I'll post it on the Carlisle Chatwell Facebook page so you guys can check it out and be encouraged. And trust me, listen. I tell people it is a journey I'm still going on. Sometimes I have some setbacks. You know, just this week, you know, I had to, because I had taken down my workout like one day a week, and I put it right back because I could see the slack. I could see the slack. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes you have those, you have good moments and bad moments and everything, but I hope you guys are encouraged by it and you, um, you enjoyed the conversation that me and her, not just that me and her have, not just about weight loss, but life in general. She asked me this really good question about, and I kind of felt like I was all over the place, but I'm usually all over the place. If you guys have been listening to this show, that's me. I have a lot of sidebars, <laughs> right? So... Um, But she asked me this question that I love, like, what would I tell my younger self? And I was like, yes, I really love that question. Because, you know, one of the things, and I have to laugh about it, but one of the things uh, I said, and I saw some of you guys during the live laugh about it, but I said I would say don't date him. (laughs) I mean, you know, because I think in your younger years you pick out a lot of Bad people, sometimes bad people that you shouldn't have wasted your time with, and everything. And so, you know, I would definitely say that's one of the things I would say. And I talked about, you know, about fin- how financially I would have done th- done things way differently, you know. But the, you only know what you know, right? Um, I talked about uh, just, you know, being mentally healthy at a young age and stuff like that. And just, it, it's a really interesting conversation. And how I said to myself, you know, I talked about my insecurity. Has a young adult There's another level of insecurity That comes as an older person too But it's far different than it is as your young self And with my young self I always say, I told her You know, don't quit worrying about everything It's not that deep, you know That's the one thing I would tell myself I mean, you know, because sometimes So many things, insecurities when you're young Keep you from moving forward In so many things So uh, that's one of the things we got to talk about And also Um I mean, and you get your own set of insecurities when you're older, okay? It's just a different vibe, okay? So, yeah, if you guys did not get to hear that, please go and listen to it. It's a fun conversation. Make sure you, uh, like Sarah's, uh, let Sarah know in the comment section and stuff how you enjoyed the conversation or didn't. (laughs) But I'm sure you'll enjoy it, okay? All right, you guys. Listen, this week has been so, I mean, it's been so much stuff out there going on this week. I mean, just different different things in the news. It's kind of been a weird, kind of odd. You know, have you felt like COVID is like, actually disappeared off the news channels? <laughs> like, they, they're talking about COVID less and less every day, <laughs> except unless it's, they're trying to control you and then they tell you, Oh, you know, when they want you to get the vaccine, it's oh, it's a new variant coming. I'm like, well, what's the vaccine going to do about a new variant? <laughs> I mean, it's really interesting about, you know, and then you see in people now, you know, a lot of people don't know this, and I'll, I'll tell you guys this. I don't know if I got the article up. Maybe later on in the show, I'll pull the article up. But they were saying that it is bad. Some people are saying, some uh, privacy groups are saying it's bad to be getting your shots online, like showing yourself getting shots. It not only is a privacy issue, but they're having huge problems with fraud. And when people see you getting your shots online, they see that as an opportunity for fraud, and they can fraud you. It's a, in several ways they have scams going. When people show their picture online, of them getting shots, it's not good to do. But I say it's a privacy issue anyway. I know people are trying to encourage people. I don't like group thing. I'm, 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 you know, listen. I'm a person that feels like your health when you come when it comes to something that's serious as your personal health. That is a personal thing for you. And now I know a lot of people are saying, "Well, Carlotta, if we all get the vaccine, they'll be hurt. We will have herd immunity. You're gonna have herd immunity anyway. Anyway, that happens naturally." I, I, here's the thing. I mean, and I and this is why it's so easy for the press and people like that to fool you because if you're not if you're not paying attention out there or you're not reading or you don't know something about history or something like that. And I'm not saying you don't, but I'm just saying for those who don't, it's easy to listen to the news and run away, run away in your thoughts. But I, I've always told people, they never got a vaccine that worked. Spanish flu, meaning they had ones that worked a little bit, but they never fully. Spanish flu just really they either achieved herd immunity or went away on its own. To be honest, read the history of it. I mean, so that's mostly, you know, I know there's this push towards vaccination, and it's not that I don't believe in vaccines. The power of vaccines have been over the years have been good. I mean, we can name a number of vaccines that have worked to eliminate uh, disease and uh, virus. However, when I see a push where I start to see people can be discriminated against because they don't get it. Because remember, we're living in society right now, and I always tell people this: with people who haven't been immune, who haven't been uh, had immunizations at all, because a lot of people sometimes won't get um, immunizations or vaccinate. I mean, vaccinations because of their religious beliefs. And as a matter of fact, you could be going to school with some people sometimes because. You know, sometimes uh, now, you know, they may try to change that, but because people have religions where they don't believe in vaccines and stuff like that, and so people are allowed not to get them. I still think society should be that way. I think it's a personal uh, thing if you get it, because this is such a new vaccine. You know, it's so new. And I know everybody is saying, right now I got the shot and I feel good, I feel good. I don't see it in time. I ain't got. I don't have no problems right. Now. Well, probably not right now, but it's. I I I, I want to see six months to a year down the line to make sure you're doing. Sometimes it takes a while. Maybe a year to two years down the line. I, you know, I'm just a person that feels like people should be very careful and proceed cautiously when getting vaccinations. Just because you have, you see tons of people on your timeline getting them does not mean just because you are showing no effects right now don't mean the effects won't show up, okay? And I'm not saying hopefully there is no effects, okay? But I am tell I always tell people to be cautious. I don't like when you start we start having group thing and we start talking about passports for people to get in places just based on if they got the shot or not. That's weird because you know how many people have been like, say for instance a concert, okay? You know how many people go to concerts every year and they haven't been vaccinated? There's some people that haven't been vaccinated, but COVID suddenly comes in and they want you to have a passport? And there's other viruses in the world. What if a new virus comes? And a new virus. And a new virus, okay? And we're already seeing on the – people saying on the horizon in the future, there will be more viruses. So, um, you know, I'm really not sure – if i like that kind of society i disagree with that and i don't like being pushed by people who say well if you don't get the vaccine you're hurting the rest of us no not if you got it you should be okay unless it ain't working <laughs> which we're going to talk about later on in the into the show there have been some fully vaccinated people where it has some it has not been working and they're trying to figure out reasons why okay so you know Very interesting about that. I just wanted to talk about that, touch on that for a minute. But I guess that's going to bring me into my It's a Word for the day. For those of you who are new listening to the show right now, I do every week this thing called, after I do my introduction to the show and stuff like that, I don't do it all the time. But I try to do this thing called It's a Word, okay? Now, don't let It's a Word fool you because why I love Jesus and everything. I do cuss a little, maybe a lot. Got a custom problem. Pray for, pray for me, saints. <laughs> but I do have a part of the show. Why try to encourage you with either some something spiritual or something I've learned for the week, from the week, or something I'm continuously trying to uh, be on the path towards or whatever. So I call it it's a word because you know I just want to encourage you guys. To keep going in whatever you're doing, or not keep going, or something like that. Y'all know what I'm saying, down these streets, okay? So it is time for It's a Word right now, and this It's a Word. I really listen. I sometimes I write down talking points and stuff for It's a Word. I did not today okay? because I was just thinking about this this one uh, that we are coming and to later on into the show. Let me just say this: we'll talk about Tamika Mallory, who is known as a so activist, I've never thought of Tamika Mallory as an activist. I think of her more as a Democratic operative, or a Democratic maybe, you know, more of a Democratic ac- activist for Democrats. Uh, never thought of her, like, really as an activist. activist. But we'll talk about that. A lot of people are upset because Tamika Mallory has a commercial with Cadillac, okay? And we know that it's hard to be a true advocate for certain communities, and be aligned with um, mainstream commercialism and things like that, okay? So uh, I'm going to touch on this a little bit today in this it's a word. And my ISSA word is, you know, being disingenuous has become a pandemic in some sorts. I mean, we have so many disingenuous people in the world today people who are not really real, you know what I'm saying? And it's hard to find genuine people in society because we have a culture that pushes a cancel culture, like, you know, that pushes people, like if you say the wrong thing, you're going to be canceled. If you don't agree with what I agree, you're going to be canceled. And I have that sometimes. Sometimes I get mad at people and I be like, I feel like I'm going to cancel your ass out. Usually with me it has to be a lot. You know, it has to be, you have to do, if I see it consistently, like a consistent move of craziness, then I'm sort of like, okay, they're kind of crazy, I need to cancel that. You know, I need to cancel them off me, but I don't think other people have to cancel them, it's just me. You know what I'm saying? But uh, And I might encourage and say, hey, I didn't like what they said here, I didn't like what they said there, you know, or whatever. But we have this thing that is forcing society into um, every like a sort of a group Think mentality, and that is very scary to me because the world begins to become less intelligent. The world becomes less interesting. The world becomes uh, less diverse when we have disingenuous people in the world. When we have people who can't express themselves. In, the, in their true authentic ways, it, it, whether it's sometimes offensive to us or not. You know what I'm saying? That's how we get to learn what's offensive to people. That's how we learn about how maybe, hey, oh, when I'm in this person's house, you know, I don't do that or whatever, but I can do it outside of this or whatever. We learn to to communicate by because we let people, we give people space to be themselves, Okay. Uh, this is a culture that is canceling people for their unique vibes, and it's so sad because even when you look at celebrity, I always call them the stepford wives. I call celebrities today the step. <laughs> they are. They all are the stepford wives. They're all when they all push democratic agendas like Democrat because it's not cool in Hollywood. The music business, I'll add the music business It's not cool in Hollywood or the music business If you're a conservative Unless you're in country music, okay So you have a lot of disingenuous Celebrities who connect themselves To democratic politics And democratic policies And they begin to uh, White, what I call, white liberal supremacist agendas And begin to sell uh, uh, Begin to sell Those ideologies and stuff And you never really get to hear um, I always thought celebrities become disingenuous because they're forced almost into that, um, into that narrative and that idea. And if they speak outside of that, they get canceled because you have a we have a community we have a community specifically Native Black America, and I'm going to say some hard things for us to swallow today. But Native Black Americans become disingenuous. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it's no longer uh, we become we we pay attention to celebrity culture. Uh, I mean we, we I mean and I and I'm, I talk about celebrity culture on here. I do it. I love pop culture, but we 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 let them guide us when they're guide, guided by their pocketbooks or they're guided by other business deals and all kinds of things. And I just want to say we gotta allow people. In our in our community, even when they have voices different from us, to be able to say something, we can disagree, definitely, right? And if they're consistently a certain way, definitely you can say, hey, I ain't with you or whatever. But to not understand someone else's ideology or somebody else's ideas because you you know you think yours are the best, is you you. I feel like you start to and I have that sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But I think we kind of lose. We kind of quit growing, and we stop growth, okay? So my it's a word from today, you know, I haven't used a Bible verse with y'all in a long time, and I figured, let me pull one out for them. <laughs> All right, and this is one of my favorite ones because it's one I often struggle with. You know what I'm saying? And what human doesn't? Right, but it's a great verse. It's about it says this is Luke sixteen thirteen, okay, and it says no servant can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Most um, and it is and it's, and mammon is you cannot serve God and money. You can't serve. If for those of you, listen, and, and like, we won't even. We'll. We. You can take this text past religion. You can't serve God and your and principles of character. Sometimes, I mean, you can't serve money and principles of character. Okay, so you have to have about. And we all struggle with this. I mean, you're going to struggle with this thing for most of your life. You are going to struggle with the struggle of money. Because sometimes what's going to be considered successful in society, what's going to be considered great sometimes and all those things, sometimes it's really not successful. Like I look at a lot of celebrities and they'll literally be robots. And we'll be out here celebrating them like they say something deep all the time. And I'll be like, wow, like literally we're celebrating someone who just has nothing to say. I mean, they might be a great singer, and there's nothing wrong with that, or they may be a great performer or actor or actress, but sometimes we're worshiping people like we will defend them or defend their characters and all that stuff, but we don't really have any idea of who they are, especially in celebrity pop culture, right? And what you will find out is that a lot of these people who they, they are up there because they, they, they have chosen their, their master. And a lot of times their master is money. And can you blunt? Listen, if you come from the hoods and if you grew up in the hood and you grew up under certain circumstances and stuff, you don't want to go back. You know what I'm saying? once you retrieve a certain amount of wealth, you're like, shit, I do not (laughs) want to go back. So you might be willing to do some things that may take you out of your principles and your character and what's best for – not only, sometimes we'll start only thinking what's best for self. And at times, let me tell you this, at times you do have to go with what's best for self, okay? And at times you have to have a balance with it, okay? But there, these are people who could, You sometimes you'll have that consistently do that. And what I want to say is us as a community, is, especially Native black people, but this is for any community, anybody who's listening to me right now, you know, you have to... Uh, you're going to have to personally hold on to your values because uh, there are going to be more disingenuous voices coming. I mean, I, I we talk about Tamika Mallory and stuff like that. I remember I saw Tamika Mallory during the Women's March, and then suddenly she was switched over to the act, activist role for Black Lives Matter. And I knew she was there to hijack an agenda. I, you know how I knew she was there to hijack? Because they will mimic talking points. This has been going on in black black uh uh, the black community for the longest, and it ha- Malcolm X even talked about it in the six, I mean the fifties and the sixties when he said talked about how white liberal agenda would back a lot of black leadership, and the, you know, but it would control it. And you and it, what what people would do is they would hijack grassroots movements. They would see grassroots movements moving on the ground, right, of black people. And so what they what what a lot of not all white liberals, but a lot of white liberals in power would do. White supremacist liberals in power Would do is put money behind Those movements to hijack them We don't want them To move on their own This is a community that can't move on its own So we'll hijack it Because it doesn't benefit us For it to move on its own Even in the white conservative world You know what I'm saying White conservative supremacists And why I say supremacists Is because not all white conservatives Are supremacists and not all white uh, liberals are supremacists But you will have a lot of these movements that will hide They will put people in place, black people And they will pay them and put money behind their uh, efforts And what happens is they control the movements And that's why we never see any movement happening Even they've done it, even on the little lower levels of going in these communities and getting people who are voter registration drivers and stuff like that, you'll know liberal a lot of money will be put from liberal organizations under them to control the community at certain points, okay? And so the grassroots movements will get swallowed up. It's actually what happened I see happening in some my opinion to I ADOS and people in groups like FBA and stuff like that, but specifically Antonio Moore and Yvette Cornell because Antonio Moore and Yvette Carnell are the ones who started to push the reparations talk within the last ten years. The work the work they have done has been tremendous. But you have people come in, in my personal opinion, who were white liberal supremacist safe, like Tanashi Coates and Tin is that his name? I forget his name. Or, um and, and some other people, sixteen nineteen project, different people come in that they can push that overrides uh, those voices Because Yvette and Tone had uh, uh, And Roland Martin because Roland, No offense to Roland Martin I used like Roland Martin But to me I feel like he's a more of a democratic operative Than he is a, a, a black a- activist Okay, Black activism may be a part of it But I think his allegiance is more to the democratic party So what I say for Black people is that you have to pay attention to these games. And what happens is, a, it'll help a certain crew of people get so many jobs. They've been doing this forever since the fifties and the sixties. Certain certain many people get these jobs. They'll become the leaders of the community. They'll talk to you. They'll calm you down during riots. They'll come out and tell you. Uh, t- 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 they'll they'll sound. They'll mimic your uh are like say for instance like Yvette Carnell had the Evette Carnell and and tone with the reparations movement and stuff like that. They'll mimic it. They'll mimic your talk but they won't exactly be talking the same things, okay? They'll be talking about things that aren't reparations, like people giving housing, uh vouchers and stuff, uh, uh reparations. They're not reparations. <laughs> or HR forty things or, or stuff like that. They'll still they'll rise these things up to hijack those voices that are not okayed by white liberal supremacist power structures, okay And I would say a lot of our organizations today are run by those power structures, okay And celebrities too, okay So why y'all say, Clara, why did you say, why did you give us that uh, you can't serve God and money, okay The Bible is really interesting because it has a couple things, and people often think it contradicts itself. I don't think that at all. I think you have to have an understanding about it in, in the time and space. You always have to ask yourself five, so some questions about the Bible, who, what, when, where, and how, you know, like what what's going on during the time and everything like that. But the Bible has another thing that says money answers all things, answers all things, especially in the in the world. But at the same time, you are often uh called upon to choose between your principles what guides you and sometimes your money right right so all I'm saying to you is that as a community we're in order to get uh to in order to stop being led by disingenuous people who are often led by their pocketbooks who are often led not by their character. Not by their soul or whatever, and sometimes we ain't either right okay but to to stop this to stop that where we always end up because what what happens is we end up black people end up bloated with a lot of things that um that don't help we we never have solid movements. here we are almost seventy years out of Jim Crow, 60 years or something like that out of Jim Crow laws and stuff like that. And black people are in worse situations economically and, uh, and maybe even sometimes spiritually than we have ever been at any point in time. And I believe it's because they have used operatives and disingenuous voices to hijack real genuine movements, real genuine people who care. You always know you're making moves when the threat is out there, when the threat is hard, is hardcore, right? So even with the Civil Rights Movement, the Civil Rights Movement at some point, you know, it just stopped at a certain point, right? And we didn't, we weren't allowed to push ourselves beyond like ownership, where we start talking about ownership and start doing black politics, because you can't, like, you know, like Yvette them say about reparations is a big part of helping you go to the next level. But if the government doesn't do it, we have to find other ways to do other agendas in other ways. So other voices are important in that way. But I guess what I'm trying to tell y'all today is be very uh, aware of this in this time in this space of disingenuous voices because you're going to have them. They're going to come and they're going to get even more louder. They're going to get more powerful. And they're going to be walking with more celebrities more things, but now but me even but as a people, we have to start saying we can't make one two people the leader or three people the leader or four people the leader. We have to be leaderships we have our own voices in our own communities, our own genuine voices that follow other genuine voices, and that we know that when we uh we hear a voice. That is not, of, you know, like there's a great scripture in the Bible that says that uh, uh, people know that they'll know the voice of God when they hear it, right? So you know the voices of real, genuine people when you hear your spirit and all, like, that don't sound, you will know when something's right and something's wrong. That's why, let me go back to this. Tamir Rice's, Rice's mother was talking last week, and she was very angry about Black Lives Matter. So has Mike Brown in them. Family uh, family, because these people have hijacked a movement that was about their children being kids and they turned it into celebrity move, uh, endorsements, uh, they turned it into uh, money for themselves, their friends, speaking engagements and all kind of stuff. And there's nothing wrong with getting paid and stuff like that, but it's when you forget the people who are at the heart of a thing, and you start making deals with the devil. And you leave the group behind that is that needs the help. So this is so there's so many people who have been out here speaking about disingenuous voices. And so I guess I wanna to say to y'all is, you know, you're gonna to have to decide as a community, each one individually. Who are you gonna serve? That's straight out. And then you'll have to decide, make those decisions day to day. Like, who are you gonna serve? How much money do you have to have? There'll be times when you'll choose money. And sometimes you should, you know what I'm saying. I don't ever think you should choose money, you know, over care, Because every time, you know, when I've done it before, and when I do it, because sometimes I do it. When you do that, it's, it's always some bull crap. <laughs> it's not just money. It's not. You have to look at everything, all the motives at the at the at the end of a thing. Look at every motive behind a thing. What is the motive behind a thing? What is the motive? Like if you have. Tonight someone come and offer you uh, Let me think of something You know one of my favorite movies What is it uh, One of my favorite movies is um, Oh I forget the name of it Demi Moore is in it uh, 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 I forget it's an old movie in the I think in the 90s or the 80s Late 80s or 90s uh, Indecent Proposal Oh my god it's one of my favorite, favorite movies, okay? An Indecent Proposal, a man offers a woman a beautiful, and he's a handsome, fine man. So he's hot, like he's, he's sexy like a mother, okay? <laughs> right, and this fine, he's it's a, you know, and I think it's played by Robert Reffer because Robert Riffer in his time, his is young time, was beautiful. He's a handsome guy, right? And so Robert Rifford offer comes and offers Demi Moore from Woody Harrelson. You know, he offers hurt her, him a million dollars to sleep with his wife, right, and they decide to take the deal right because they're like, Oh, it's only one night, you know <laughs> now, okay, me as a scrub first of all, I see you you and, you know and she questioned the deal right if i- but I see you sending me out to sleep with one their deeper problems. <laughs> They had deeper problems going on than money and finances, but they chose the deal, and that deal literally kind of destroyed their relationship, right, that that deal, because that deal felt that they were at the same motives of everything, and also – the young lady was exposed to a different type of world that she had never been exposed to with this other man, right? And you, you're you going to romanticize that world much more, right? So I love I love indecent proposal, even though I would have kept it. My theory is that I, I know at the end they end up sitting next to each other, but you don't know if they end up back together or not. But my deal, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to be honest with y'all. If somebody would gave me away for an indecent proposal, uh, first of all, first of all, I say be a hoe for nobody. That <laughs> her husband was literally pimping her out. But secondly, I would have left his ass and then got the rich man's
0: number
1: <laughs> and start dating his ass. <laughs> right. That's what I would have did. He would have never saw me again for even for even coming up with that idea now, I would have played along with him. I would say, "Yeah, uh, yeah, uhhuh, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, and then I would have just been like, "You know what, don't give him that million dollars of the divorce papers on the- way, on the wait in the mail, and let me give what's your number we'll try- we'll do a few days,
0: <laughs>
1: try to hold me out, you're not gonna hold me out i if I'm going to if I'm a hold, be a hold. I'm gonna hold myself out." That's how I see the movie. That's how I would be if I was in it. <laughs> but when I say, what, but what this movie revealed, what I love about the movie is that the motives, there were so many layers and so much motive. This one thing, choosing money over character, begin to uh, over what they shouldn't have done, begin to unravel everything. But it was already weak. It wasn't that the man came along and gave them a bad, bad proposal, it was just, you know, they really weren't stable anyway. But I like this movie because of that, okay? And sometimes we can be offered indecent proposals in life, right, uh, through our, what, you know, what are you willing to say, sell yourself for? What is the price that you're willing to pay? You always got to ask yourself that about everything. You know, sometimes it takes me a long time to think about stuff. Seriously, seriously, everything – I know sometimes, and I can I can be. I, I've talked about talk to uh, me and Sarah was talking, and I was saying to her, you know, you know, sometimes it's not that deep, you know. Don't trip off it. You got to know what's deep and what's not. But when it's serious life decisions, sometimes you have to sit and really have a thought because you got to understand what's your trade, what's your price. Like whenever you when you whenever you're getting ready to build something, whatever you know. What is the price that you're getting, what are you going to pay? How are you going what is it going to be to be with, uh, be in this uh, to, what's the price I have to pay to lose weight, okay? What is the price I have to pay uh, to uh, maybe make to create a better podcast, right, or to become bigger? What is, everything has a price, okay, and the price can cost you things that you don't, think it could end up costing you, right? And so sometimes the price is too high. Like, to me, anything that costs you your voice, to be rich but to have no power is nothing to me. I mean, to have a lot of money, yeah, you got choices, but when somebody literally takes away your voice or your power or your moves, and that doesn't mean, listen, let me just say this. The world ain't free. We all have to have a, a, a. We all have to temper what we say at times. I know that y'all be like, Carlotta, you temper what you say. Yes, I, yeah, I, I'm bold, but I mean, so I don't, it's, it's awesome. I don't say that I really want to say. <laughs> y'all like, oh my god. <laughs> We all have to temper our voices at times. We all have to have wisdom to know when to speak and when not to speak on things, all that kind of things. okay? So sometimes you're always beholden to someone. But when somebody is literally taking uh, your God-given voice and character, like if they're challenging your spirituality or they're challenging things that build you at the core and you allow them to take that voice, well, you're already the walking dead. That, to me, is too high of a price. And that's what I mean by following disingenuous voices, following people that are not genuine. You're going to have a lot of that down there. You're going to have a lot of people who are going to tell you, especially this, this gen, uh not this generation, but especially in this generation, you have a lot of people selling money over everything. But money ain't everything. I know a lot of people got a lot of money, and they unhappy as fuck. Especially in the celebrity world. I mean, we see it all the time. Celebrities be having all that money, but they be unhappy. I mean, they be in the worst shit you ever want to see. And y'all like, well, that's okay. They got money. Yeah, okay, a little bit. They can't fly their ass off away from each other, but you can't. Some problems are too are so big on those levels. Let me just say this. If you got a bad marriage on, a, on on a celebrity level, not only you know you can think we you, we think uh, oh, on a, on small levels. Okay, let me just let's say this: if you got a bad marriage on on a on a middle class level, you gotta think, damn, well, you know, oh man, I gotta give up some of my income. My other is this fool? <laughs> you know. So I gotta do this. I gotta do that. And we, you know, you got you thinking it's hard for you to go. Uh, to leave a uh, hundred and some thousand, let alone if it's 500 million on the table or 200 million or a record contract or this and that. It, 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 everything gets exacerbated on those levels when you're talking about, when you, we're I use celebrities, but let's think about big business, Amazon and stuff like that. Think of Jeff Bezos, what him and his wife had to think about before they decided to divorce. Cause when they got married, they didn't have Amazon. They was just starting the Amazon. So look at all those years of growth, and what they had to—I mean, what literally shit. You know what I'm saying? So you, everything you always have to think of the levels that the next levels always come with huge prices, and sometimes in those, days, you got people who maybe can fly off to the Caribbean and sit in the Caribbean while they got problems, but they problems be so fucking big that they need to sit in the Caribbean. <laughs> I mean, it'd be some shit you ain't never heard of, you know. So what I'm saying to y'all is that, you know, sometimes, how, what am I saying? I'm saying that you guys, you, you don't you know, it may be a nice big old house. It may be a lot of money, but it may be very troubled. It may have no voice. It may be a high-paid help. Yes, you can be a high pay hoe and be the biggest star on the planet. Ask, I would, I would tell you to ask Michael Jackson and Prince, but they both don't. So I say to y'all today, choose to follow uh, in this world the very genuine, genuine people. Okay. And it's going to be hard to follow genuine people, and it's hard for me sometimes. It's hard for me sometimes to be genuine. You know what I'm saying? It's Sometimes it's hard for me to actually, you know, choose. You know every day how much I want to choose. I'd be mean, like, shit, you know, I could do that, and now I don't have to. You know how yeah, I know how I can make it huge real quick. And it's so easy. I don't have to come out here and tell them shit. I mean, you know, I be saying, I be saying some, you know, I be saying some shit. I told y'all I'm low key Thanos sometimes. I be saying, you know what, black people. I have a discussion say black people done anyway. I have a, I have a discussion with, with, with some of my friends. I'ma tell you how I really, really be talking black people. We might be done anyway. You know, shit. Maybe I should just sell my ass out. And be like the celebrity. <laughs> Quit trying to tell black people. You know, help black people and say, "Hey, let's let's do this as a community." And everything. its so much easier. <laughs> but because you have genuine love for people, and God gave you a voice that won't allow you to be that way, You, ha- you know, you have to roll with uh, you have to roll with the punches sometimes. You know, where I heard one time Bishop Jake said something. I heard a, a sermon one time. He said, when you save a drowning person, expect to get hit because they're fighting to stay afloat. So, you know, that's why I try to tell y'all, too, sometimes it's going to be choosing, you're going to have to choose your character and your uh, the bigger picture over money. Sometimes money, sometimes it ain't the best answer. I know that's crazy, and i got to say that to myself, too, okay? But that's my, it's a word today. Who will you serve? Will it be money or your godly principles or your care? And this is every day. This isn't, listen, one day you might say, Carlotta, did you serve your godly principles like that? And I might be like, yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> right? Because sometimes we don't make those mistakes. But it's a question in throughout your human lifetime that you will always face. Okay? And you got to really think about it because there's a cost behind the cost to everything. And I hope I made sense today. I hope y'all got my it's a word, okay? I know I was all over the place, but I was coming back to one place. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Oh, my goodness. When I get back, y'all, we're going to talk about the shipping mess that's going on at sea right now. I don't know if y'all done all heard about... Uh, uh, the Seuss Crog or, or whatever that's going on. We're gonna talk about that, and we're gonna talk about Biden plans to run again. He's saying two thousand twenty-four. Joe, please. Okay, Joe, yeah. Joey. Come on now. <laughs> I'm just praying. I'm like, is he gonna make it to next year <laughs> without retiring? <Alfred Todd. laughs> oh my God, and Sharon Osbourne out at the top okay i don't like this and i'm gonna tell y'all why oh my goodness oh you just dis- oh,
0: of-
1: you don't like cheering out the talk. no i don't go with the crowd okay and i'm gonna explain why and pollution is shrinking penises out in these streets y'all think it's a pandemic now this is a real ass pandemic <laughs> we going to talk about that and a whole lot more on the cc show when i get back but meanwhile Let's listen to some music. I don't even shit. I don't even know what I was gonna have play for y'all because I really didn't have my new music up. But I'm gonna play. We're gonna start off with Neo Champagne Life. It's the Carlotta Chat with Show. I'm Carlotta, and I'll be back in a moment, y'all. Yes.
0: Yes.
2: It was a beautiful day.
0: It's gonna be a a beautiful night.
2: Break out the champagne, everybody get a
0: glass.
2: Let's start it off
1: sexy,
0: what do you say? Uh, and all the ladies say. And all the ladies say. I think I like that. And all the ladies say.
2: Welcome to the champagne life. Where trouble is a bubble in the champagne glass. Dreams and reality are one and the same. And we gonna do it like this. Got
0: an addiction for life.
1: We don't even clap the same when we live in that champagne life. It's sexier than the regular class.
0: Oh, it's a party. Reserved for top-notch. Let's bring it back. Oh, I said it's bad
1: he's going to be celebrating the 25th anniversary of coming up in April of Urban Hang Suite right he's gonna have on Maxwell are you gonna have on those high ass sunglasses (laughs) my girlfriend asked me the other day she texted me and said are you buying a pair I was like what he's like are you buying a pair I'm like I said I was not gonna buy But then I did look at the blue ones. I really like the blue ones. I'm a sunglass girl. I like the blue ones. I, make, I don't know. Uh, see, look at me. You know, going out for my principal, going for my principal
0: <laughs>
1: about those glasses. But tonight Maxwell will be doing uh, NAACP, um, uh for, for the, I think, Jasmine Sullivan, Sullivan's performing, and he's performing. Okay, so that should be fun. Right, And Maxwell looks so good. Like he's growing his hair back out. And like he didn't need to do that, but, you know, because he's handsome with short hair, or with that with long hair. But I really appreciate the hair, though, Max. The, the hair gives him a certain vibe. It does. It, you know, it really does. So it's going to be really neat to see him performing tonight, you know, with the hair and all. I'm excited, okay? NAACP Awards. And we're going to talk a little bit later. Oh, Beehive, I know you're angry with me. And I'm gonna talk about a little bit later about Beyonce being the most see, she's won the most NAACP awards in history, seriously. God. The fix is in.
0: <laughs>
1: hey. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> oh, I like to make people up. Okay, I wanted to touch back on what I was saying in my "It's a Word" about, you know, about choosing, uh, you know, knowing, understanding the price, and what what I mean by that is,
0: uh,
1: just always know what you're paying, understanding your your price, because what I mean by that is when you lose your, if you lose something significant, if you begin to compromise your principles a whole lot, and that doesn't mean at times you won't compromise. I'm say that again. There are going to be times you compromise and when it's best for you to do so, okay? But if you keep compromising and keep compromising and keep, especially on serious things, that just eats away at you. Every time you got to swallow back, it just begins to destroy you, and that's something that money can't pay for. Money can't pay for that that thing in your soul, that that, that God-given thing, that thing that God gave you that tells you, this don't seem right, or this doesn't, you know, or this isn't right for me, or this isn't, it it, it will never do it. And that's why you have so many rich people, cele- and it, specifically with the celebrity world, who be drunk and alcohol drug addicts, and who be uh, uh, dope heads and everything? Because they're trying, and you know it happens not only on a high level, but it happens to uh, us on the low level. Sometimes it be food, it be all kind of stuff, but if an uh, addiction. Is addiction, right? That those things are because they're trying to cover the voice, cover that voice up. That little bitty voice is saying, "Ooh," you know what I'm saying? It, You'll feel it You know it When it's gnawing at you Okay And never ever Try not to Try not to Ignore that I, Me too Okay I got that problem too It's not only celebrities And stuff We as humans Have that problem Okay But I just want to say Because a lot of times We'll look at the celebrity world And we can't understand Why they like Always got a drug addict Or they got so much money Or why are they This and that Because you can have all the trappings and all the stuff in the world, but it still won't bring you happiness. Especially, you know, what what's the other what's the great scripture in the Bible that says, What does it a benefit what does it gain the man to gain the world but lose his soul, the very essence of himself? Okay? You know what I'm saying? As we begin to lose that, ooh. And that can happen in our lower lives too, okay? There are times when I have lost, I mean, not our lower lives. I don't want to say that. Let me correct that. That can happen to people who are not living that extreme, right, in that, like, celebrity or, or millionaire world, whatever. It can happen to people on regular, ordinary ways of life that you can lose your soul. You can lose your soul by going to a job you hate every damn day. You know how many times I've lost my soul going to You can lose your soul in relationships, and you've got to fight to gain it back. You can lose your soul in a number of ways and things, okay? So choose you, okay? That's what I say, okay?
3: Choose, uh, choose
1: uh, the God in you, basically. All right. Uh, Biden says he's going to run. <laughs> I'm not laughing. <laughs> Biden, I plan to run for reelection in 2024. Joe, you can Joe can hardly string stream stream the sentences together. I mean, at first I thought, you know, I thought during the election I was trying to give Joe Biden the benefit of the doubt because I thought during the election I said, you know, this Joe Biden is usually a fast, sharp shooter. If you remember, a lot of times they used to try to keep him quiet during Obama years because what they were scared is Joe a bone was going to slide out of Joe's mouth. Like you know, like we all know Joe. Y'all talk about Donald Trump. <laughs> y'all so funny. Donald Trump y'all call racist, but not Joe Biden when he spoke at one of the clan leaders' funeral and caught him on one of his good friends and really literally praised. Black people so deaf. Black people so deaf. Something, else. Thank you for something, else. something else. Y'all like a choir racist. Some of y'all love one to see y'all say y'all want somebody to just pretend in with y'all, right? Oh Lord have mercy so hilarious. But Joe Biden is often, you know, they've often tried to calm him down in the things that he said and he's done and everything like that. And he, you know, he's one of he's always been a sharp shooter. So I thought during the election that's what they were trying to do, and that's why he may have been stumbling and everything. I was like, they're really trying to temper Joe down so he can win this election because they know the more Joe talks, the more Joe becomes Joe, and people will see that damn he's worse than Trump. You facts Okay so You heard some of Joe's shit Over the years <laughs> Okay But people it's This is the sad part To people Okay I love a straight-up r- uh, racist, and I've always often said this on here because they tell you the plan. You know, I know where the fuck you going, okay? Uh, Joe Biden, not so much. It's very quiet, low-key. You think he's on your side. Ugh, it's the ones that you think is on your side. That'd be the biggest-ass betrayal. You turn around, and then they get that knife, and then they just start stabbing your ass up. Like, that's the worst. That's coward shit. I don't like it. I can respect uh. Someone who's in your face and telling you truth, telling you what they think the truth. You know it's disingenuous to uh, fool me with bullshit, right? <laughs> so here is uh, this article from uh, Yahoo dot com. It says President Biden on Thursday said he plans to seek reelection in two thousand twenty four. Was that really a news conference? By the way, I mean I heard he was given like he knew who he was going to ask questions to. So, I mean, who was going to ask questions, I mean, of him. He kind of knew the question was, I'm worried. I'm really worried. I'm worried. <laughs> but it says, my plan is to run for re-election by reporters during his first formal press conference as president. That's my expectation. Biden said he would fully expect Vice President Kamala Harris to be his running mate, okay? Now, Kamala's, Kamala always sounds to me like she's drunk and a ding bag, but I think her drunk voice, that's just her voice. <laughs> But, uh, uh, you know, I thought, you know, I'm not particular, I said I'm not particular on Stacey Abrams, but I thought Stacey Abrams would have been a much better choice, okay? Um, or even Susan Rice. I don't know why he did that, that just makes me think that the Biden administration is purely ran by, purely ran by the, by uh, powers that be. But Joe my fellow Scorpion Joe. He's a customer kind of staggy.
3: Um, Speaking of that
1: sidebar, I got to shout out because I'm in, I'm in the Real Astrology group in, on uh, uh, Rabina. Rabina and uh, Apollonia and them have this group. If you guys, it's the Real Astrology on Facebook. But Rabina, Rabina and... Apollonia, you know Apollonia, who is on here, the astrology, uh, uh, the astrology lady who came on here and talked, One of my favorite people. I love Apollonia. I want her to write a book about dating, okay? Because she say some wild <laughs> about signs and dating and everything. But they're going to be tonight on YouTube at ten fifteen. They're going to do a live. Oh my god! I'll put the link up on the Carolina Chat with Facebook page for y'all, okay? Because they are both of them together. Oh my god! I've been listening to Rabina's lives the last couple she's had a couple of live streams. Oh my god, they've been so good. Like she's been talking about demonic uh demonic entities and stuff like that. She's been talking about some of the events, latest events going on and stuff in astrology and stuff like that. But her and Rabina are gonna do one live tonight. So y'all make sure y'all I'll put it up a link so y'all can check that out. And then
3: uh, you guys might
1: look up the Real Astrology Group, and you might come become a you know a member of the group. It's so fun on Facebook, okay? So just want to shout them out real quick, okay? But because I remember that I was talking about Joe and his sign. I know it's an offside board, but it is what it is. All right, so look, he'll be eighty two. I don't think Joe. I don't actually think Joe is going to make it to four years. Do I think he's going to die? No, I'm not saying he's going to die or anything like that. God forbid. But what I think is Joe Biden is not mentally sound. I think he's slightly probably having some dementia now, or maybe not dementia, but slowing down in his cognitive skills. And we all, we all slow down as we get, older, we get older, and I don't believe in ageism, right, because seventy, there are some 80-year-olds who are like 60-year-olds, and there are some 60-year-olds who are like 80-year-olds, okay? It's just, to me, age is a number, but it depends. I mean, now, hold on. Age is a number to a certain point, right? But it depends on how your, uh, how vibrant you keep yourself, how strong you keep it. Like I was just talking about, I was just talking about how you know some entertainers they look so good. I saw my Maxwell, how he looked like, damn, he looked like he's twenty, he looked like he in his twenty five, he looked like he was like he did back in the day. You can see some slightly, you know, maturity there because you know he has some little gray going, in which is sexy, and a little gray comes. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, but you can kind of see that, but he but they keep themselves, He keeps himself vibrant because he's an entertainer, so he keeps himself in shape and all that stuff like that, and that's good. So the same thing, I think, for the presidency. You have to be, like, Donald Trump was vibrant. I know y'all miss his ass. I do. I'd be like, every day, I be like, damn, every time I see Joe, I'd be like,
3: where is Donald? I miss Donald.
1: Bullshit, no, nah, I miss Donald. I'd rather have Donald there than you. I know some of y'all are like, hell no, of No, I would not. <laughs> Listen, Donald was vibrant, okay? Now, did he talk shit sometimes? Yes, but he was vibrant. Did he talk shit that I didn't agree with sometimes? Yes, but some things I did. Some things with Joe I agree. Some things I, a whole lot I don't. Um, The thing, I, and Joe even said the other day, he said, I, he, said, he said, I miss Donald. He even said he missed him. I was like, damn, you too, Joe. During his press conference, but I don't believe Joe Biden is going to be running again at 82. I uh, think that Joe will either pass it off to Kamala. I don't believe Kamala will win, uh, and I believe Kamala could possibly become president before to if if they don't run her out first, possibly before then, because I believe Joe might you know let it go. This this job is too a rough staff for somebody who's going to bed at six and seven at night. You know, you can't be doing that job. And only gonna do one press conference in sixty four days and you got certain people in there we gotta look down at the names and the questions.
0: <laughs> I
1: mean it's a it's a rough rider job, right? And it's for the vibrant. I don't say it's for the youth because it's some youth dummies. But it's a job that is for the vibrant and the progressive and the youthful heart. And if you don't have that kind of stamina you're not gonna make it. It already is a job that ages you. President, the, being a president ages you. If you look at them when they come in and look at their ass when they going out, they be like, shit. I mean, because the shit they be knowing is real. I mean, it's stressful. Can you imagine all the stuff that comes to you has a president every day? I mean, even the ones you don't like. And I look at Joe and I be like, damn, you know, all the shit I can respect. Even wanting to go for that shit, you know, because it's it's a it's a lot. It's a lot. All the things you find out. It's a very serious job. Even if you a puppet, it's a still a very serious job. And so, in which I think most presidents, all presidents, kind of, kind of have some. Even Donald Trump, with his very unique um, <clears throat> uh, approach still has powers to beat that beat that's puppeting him. That 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 he has he adheres to, okay? And, and 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 even though I believe Donald Trump was a very individualistic president, I thought I think John Kennedy was too, John F J F K. I believe Donald Trump was very close to J F K in terms of not politics, but in terms of uh having a very individual like style of presidency and stuff, and that's partly why I think JFK was killed. Really, in some ways, because it wasn't it wasn't that he's was gonna pass it. anyway. people, it wasn't that it, cause he was. I think he was he was moving slow on that. But I do believe it's because there were certain things on the globalist level and things like that he did not agree with. And he stood in the way of – his politics stood in the way of bigger agendas, okay? So I feel that same way about Donald Trump. Um, Joe Biden, I don't see old Joe. And I think that that is because old Joe is slowing down, and Joe – I mean, you know, it's, he got a chance to be president, Joe, ain't That's beautiful. Now, I think that probably within the next year or so – he might probably give it up I don't know. You know, Scorpio's though can fool you His ass might go through some sort of transformation So I'm going to wait on his ass I don't know, we'll see, okay We'll see concerning that But he said he plans to run the re- on re-election And who knows, he might decide to stay He sure might, tell you never know Okay, let's talk about this interesting article That is happening Most of you probably haven't heard about it But this interesting article that is in um, Washington Post this week And it says I'm drinking and talking to y'all. It says, why shipping was in trouble even before the Seuss Clock. okay? Um, Sixty-five years ago, this is according to Washington Post, a North Carolina trucker named Malcolm McLean pioneered the standardized shipping container, launching a global trading system that lifted millions of people out of poverty and created a generation of discount-minded American shoppers. Those boxes are now at the center of a worldwide transport puzzle, has a shortage of containers in the right places, has disrupted supply chains, idle car factories, and spark surge in costs that's pinching companies and consumers. Now, do you think that shit is by accident? Okay, my conspiracy head says, the fuck not. (laughs) Okay, at the same time, a freak accident, if y'all say so, involving a giant container ship blocked the Suez Canal in late March, snarling traffic through the vital maritime trading route. Here's a look at how a system so geared to move massive quantities of goods has been slow to adapt. Now, they said, what caused the problem? In the Washington Post, they got, in simplest terms, the supply of containers fell well short of demand where and when they were needed most. According to Containers Exchange, an online platform based in Hamburg, Germany, there are 25 million containers in use worldwide, making 170 million trips a year and another 55 million made when they're empty. All on return voyages are to be uh, realigned with demand. The system usually works well but can run around trying to adjust to sudden unpredictable um, shocks. Enter the pandemic of 2020 when even the most sophisticated economic risk models were useless, okay? How did the system break down? When the demand for goods rebounded, okay, that's we're in a rebound session now, y'all out there shopping and shit with y'all stimulus and shit. I see y'all, I see y'all. Remember I played Must Be the Money last night?
3: Must be the money.
1: Dion <laughs> Okay, but it says when the demand for goods and uh for goods rebounded more strongly than expected in the second half of twenty twenty the varying speeds of recovery across the world created a container shortage between China and the US, clogging one of their of the main thoroughfares. Now if you <laughs> Oh it's some real shit going on right now, okay. Mm. That led to blockages at US ports, truckyards and railroad hubs and handled intermodal freight, okay? With dock workers out sick, and shortages of truckers, there's plenty to blame to share on land, too. By early 2021, the system was nearing a breaking point, and the disruption spread to other regions, including Europe. A key point to remember, most rates that big most rates that big companies pay for shipping are spelled out in annual contracts with carriers, not in volatile spots, uh, spot rates grabbing headlines, and those fees don't include premiums. Now commonplace to ensure more reliable services like guaranteed load, load. The crisis has been worsened by the March 23rd grounding of the 200,000-ton Ever giving container vessel in the Suez Canal, blocking the route in both directions and forcing other ships to either wait for it to be cleared or take a detour around South Africa. Okay. Um. It says who pays the higher costs. I'm skipping this part where it has why well, couldn't adapt quickly enough. It says ocean freight is like any other companies have to bear. Uh, have to bear. Sometimes they absorb it. Sometimes they pass it along to customers in the form of delivery surcharges, or higher sticker prices. To be sure, even with shipping rates as high as they are, it's still a relatively cheap way to move goods. If a container filled full of a thousand televisions costs fifteen hundred to send across the Pacific Ocean. A few years ago, the unit per TV was one $1.50. If the container rate tripled, it had around the start of 2021 the per unit cost of $4.50. And it's probably not enough to detour purchases if passed to consumers, okay? The U.S. Federal Reserve flagged rising shipping costs in the summary of its Beige Book survey of the U.S. economy in January, okay? um probably going to cause a huge problem. It's probably going to cause some shortages. It's probably going to cause uh, more, uh, and you guys can please read this article, the full article on the Washington com. It's much more to the article. But you can best believe that this thing is going to cost in ways that you cannot know. In the United States, they're already talking about inflation, okay, uh, showing up in certain ways. So now... this l a little thing like the ships this this clog, this little thing, this little thing that's happening right now can literally determine a number of things. It can literally destroy businesses actually too right now. So, you know, and even some people talking about there can be toilet paper shortages again, all types of things because there's goods and services out there that can't get to its destination. So think about how that can change the world that we live in now if it takes another month or two. Some businesses are going to be suffering because they don't have enough on the shelf. And, you know, here's my thing. I always come back, y'all know, if y'all listen to this show all the time, y'all know one of my favorite stories to tell is about the Bilderberg group and the man who, when they went to go interview him at the Bilderberg group, he says, he, the guy says to him, you run the world, or you guys run the world. He says, no, no man can run the world. We're great opportunists. Oh, this is an opportunity of the for the wealthy of the world, and trust me, That 1% is going to take total advantage of this shit in some sort of way. The checkers, the chess moves, brother, are being played around us. The question is, what's the next move? They know. They know. They are being played around. This coronavirus and then you got this shit like this happening? Suddenly, to see, and then you got Joe Biden with all kind of people on the fucking border. Right, listen, I'm gonna tell y'all something. Letting a bunch of people in at the border and stuff, you don't turn the situation. America can't already. It tripped me out when I was listening. This is sad, sad bore, But it tripped me out when I heard them housing people in hotels when there is a whole, a whole, a whole community in L.A. cities around the country of homeless people they call them homeless roles and y'all got nerves enough to be paying non-citizens hotel but you can't even take care of your fucking citizens you're going to turn this into third world shit i'm telling you the powers that be of the world you got to be careful they may be selling america down the river and Joe Biden's like, yeah, I don't know, it's not really a crisis now. It now it's a crisis. Uh, well, I'm gonna send Kamala down there. Listen,
0: mm-mm.
1: and black people, let me just tell you, you at the bottom of the totem pole. Facts, black native black native black America. Not, I'm not talking to all black America. I'm talking to native black America. You are at the bottom of the totem pole. Uh, other Black Americans, immigrant Blacks, probably a couple of tears up, but Native Black American, you at the bottom of the total. But why? Because you politically seem like you don't understand what's happening. And secondly, because if this group is allowed to move, if if it is more than eleven million legal. This literally steals your political power And celebrities can talk all the shit they want About vote, 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 vote vote. They don't know why they're telling you to vote But they can talk all the shit they want About telling you what to vote for But not clearly understand it What you've done is you voted for these people To come in and take your power structure You can bless believe Those are new voters for the Democratic Party they are tired black people. As a matter of fact, they don't want to pretend. They're tired of pretending to kiss your ass. That's what the Democrats are. Joe and them are tired of pretending to kiss your ass. I said it right. Tired of pretending to kiss your ass. You are almost done for. And you be the main ones in the streets, marching. For all kinds of people, you're the main ones they ask. They be saying, black people need to help us. Black people need to help us. And you run out and be caping, and you end up always at the bottom because you're not thinking straight. Democrats have literally sold you down the river. You have not been the talking points these last few months. And when you have been the talking points, it's because they need you to get in another Buffer classes, fight. Another race they're using as a buffer class, fight. Fights that you don't belong in. Fights that are clearly up to white supremacy to correct their people and to correct white supremacy. In the, it's up for white people to correct white supremacy and correct the shit that goes on, and other races who have supremacist ideas. But it's not up for black people to be getting involved in other people's shit with other people. We, only, we, we deal with black people. That's the problem. We've been caping for everybody, but nobody capes for you. And, in the end, you're depleted of all your energy to the point that you can't see politically that you are being sold out. None of it's for you. nobody's talking about you. Black men have been killed a lot. They don't even want to make no executive orders for your ass, but they can make an executive orders for Asians no, and nobody wants nobody to get hurt, but black people gotta literally have riots at margin of fucking Street when somebody is. Literally leaning on their neck, it shouldn't be. Man sitting in his car, it gets pulled off by a cop. Shot for no damn reason. Black people have to go marching through, they have to literally raise all kind of fucking noise. Yet you think a party's for you who has not even mentioned you only when they need you to come through for another group. Oh, we need black political power. We need y'all to vote in Georgia so you can keep our power so we can sell you down the river. Because we tired of pretending we like you bitches. That's what it is, black people. But you're going to find out later on. It's going to be sad. I, I, I don't want it to be that way, but as I hear Jason Black say all the time, it's good. Maybe you need this betrayal. It's already happened, actually. I just don't think most black people see it. And the world is changing This shipping situation Oh my god it's going to be some shit from that Okay So very interesting Um, Sharon Osborne exits the talk after allegations of misconduct and racist remarks Show returns April 12th I mean Do y'all really care about the talk? (laughs) I mean I mean I mean I mean, do we really are, – are they doing this? Maybe they are doing this to get ratings up. <laughs> this is according to Deadline, okay? It says Sharon Osbourne's uh, – let me put this up here – uh, Sharon Osbourne's distinctive voice will no longer be heard on the top. Amid controversy, and this is according to msn.com, msn entertainment, it says amid controversy and uh, recriminations over misconduct and claims of offensive language by Osbourne on the show to co-host, past and present. Now, see, I don't agree with past co-host, past and present, Holly Robinson P I I said her shit don't count. If you didn't speak up. Ten years ago about Sharon calling you too ghetto, then I don't give a fuck what you got to say now. Because you know what? You could have got her off the show ten years ago. But for you to literally uh, print your ass up here, it's start saying she cheat. Sharon said a couple of years ago I too ghetto. No, you were scared to say it a few years ago because you thought Sharon had some sort of power. So you set your ass up and you went on and moved on to other shit. Like you did with uh, Apprentice You showed your ass up on Apprentice You got that working in you, you said Donald Trump said something about you But you didn't say shit She hinted at shit with Sharon Osbourne She didn't actually say what Sharon Osbourne said Back in the day, okay She hinted at shit Then she 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 went ahead and played her cards right Well, keep playing your cards right, now. Keep playing your cards right. You don't need to say shit you saw, like if you already. That's how I feel. you already, you say, you know, yeah, some shit went down, but you know, it ain't no use in talking about it. I ain't talking about it then. I ain't gonna talk about it now. That's how I feel about it. Okay. But they get Sharon on past shit, and I don't like that. Can I just say this about Sharon Osmore Black people, and be very careful with this. This is black people. I'm just gonna say this. There is this movement to uh, shut down anything that's offensive. Particularly aimed at shutting down white people with, uh, you know. Racial uh and Sharon, you know, she was talking like one of them white women. We know what that energy, that code in you know, them white, when certain white women—not all white women—but certain white women try to exert their authority and try to re—I felt that from Sharon. But at the same time, Sharon does not learn about her shit unless she's you correct her on the show and you're on there with her. When you take her off the show, believe me, the next time Cheryl Underwood says something crazy, see, they need Cheryl right now. But eventually one day when she says something crazy, they'll do the same thing to her, okay? Black people, it ain't going to be just everybody say something offensive to you. They're going to start making it a problem for everyone. And so my thing is sometimes you have to endure certain things to straighten people out, and if they keep doing something, like keep doing it over and over again, where it's public knowledge, not knowledge that's coming out 100 years later, Then uh, yeah, I see the the point of getting rid of somebody, but Sharon is one of the unique voices on on the talk. And what I love about Sharon Osbourne, I may not like everything Sharon Osbourne has to say, but she's a genuine ass voice. Some of y'all black people be coming on there, and y'all don't be some of y'all don't be genuine at all. Y'all say the right things, y'all do. Y'all so desperate for uh your jobs in Hollywood that you will say literally stuff you don't believe, you'll do the right thing, you'll be with but Sharon, she she'll she'll do that every now and then. But for the most part Sharon talks her shit. And Sharon's always been controversial. Remember when Sharon said years ago about she didn't years ago, I think it was Sharon Osbourne. Don't quote me on this, but I think it was Sharon Osbourne that talked about the O J travel. No white people nobody was scared. She was like Remember, she was one of the people that thought O.J. didn't do it. She said every she was saying everybody knows about somebody dealing or something. Look up with Sharon Osbourne. Sharon Osbourne has always been an outspoken type of chick. That's just her energy. Whether it's wrong or right, she is just an outspoken girl, and she's going to defend Pierce. She gonna if she feel like she needs to defend him. She, she that that's her energy. Her energy even when she's wrong, she's gonna be outspoken. I can respect the genuine voice even if I don't like what she got to say. But I can't expect uh, respect some of you non genuine bitches that be on there and think you always saying the right thing. I respect Sharon getting out there saying the wrong fucking thing, saying what she thinks, in spite of going running the high. A lot of y'all in Hollywood will secretly, I'm going to tell you, that's why I say for uh, homosexuality too in Hollywood. I always say it's wrong for them to uh, to make people fear saying something about them because you can't correct people that way about discrimination or things against you if you always scare people from saying the wrong thing. If people are scared to say something, people will just hide their prejudices. It's a whole lot of people that still think certain things about being gay and stuff like that. They just ain't saying shit to y'all. Like, it's a whole lot of people don't like that little boy, uh, Dwayne Wade's little boy at 12 and 13 running around here in a fucking dress. It's a whole lot of people don't say that's scared to say that shit in Hollywood. And they'll be like, <laughs> yes, got to be a tell, yes, little, little, what's his name? I forget the little boy's name. But they'll be like, yes, do it. And then secretly be like, that's a damn fact. See? But that's where the problem comes in. The secrets. And you can't talk to people and you can't begin to educate people. You can't begin to have a a genuine conversation with people and maybe get them to think differently. You know, sometimes people won't think differently. But you can't do that if you don't allow people to think. It's a whole lot of people that be kissing Gabrielle Union's ass, but yet still talk about her ass behind her back about that child. I mean, that's a damn thing. They got that little boy up <laughs> there. Hey, get girl. You know what? You tell him to keep going because they want jobs and shit. But I like a genuine bitch like Sharon. Sharon's like, bitch, I ain't going to, I'm not going to catch And I will walk away from this shit before y'all take my voice. Now she apologized, but that was it when y'all started getting on her. She walked away. But that's Sharon. That has always been Sharon Osborne's energy. And whether she is, hey, she can be. There is some racist things I've you know little things, but that's a lot. Well, some I've had to correct friends of mine who are white because sometimes white, being white in America or being white in the world, there is an influence. Uh, there's an unknown, and I had a white friend say this to me one time, and it's not white guilt because a lot of conservatives on Fox like to say, "Oh, they're making white people feel guilty and all this." No, it there is a thing that when you have been, um, when you have When your culture has practiced supremacy all around the world, and it's not all white people, but a lot of you've been made to have uh, advantages that other groups haven't, it seems normal to you. It is normalized. And so racism is normalizing, supremacy is normalizing. You don't understand that it's actually being a supremacist. You're like, how do I first said to me, I don't, I didn't actually understand privilege. And that can be even in caste, and class systems too. If you have and not just color and race, but even in systems like India and caste systems and stuff like that, where there's been people, you can develop certain prejudice and certain things, and you not know you have them. So there are women like Sharon sometimes that don't know they have certain uh racial uh venom or certain things because they think because the world has taught them that everything surrounds around them, right? And so they sometimes they, they they normalize supremacy. And they don't understand that it is supremacy and sometimes it takes people to have conversations with each other and say, This is why I feel it's supremacy And she say, Well, I don't feel it's that but at least you have the conversation. But if you get her, you get her run off of there, scared and everything. Like she can't say nothing and she can't speak her mind. That's crazy to me because I want to be able to speak my mind. Shit. So I just think that's very sad. I think Sharon shouldn't have left. I think she should get. She. she I know she law, lawyered up. But to be honest, Sharon is the most exciting thing on there. <laughs> so it is what it is. Okay. Uh, It says, uh, having completed a probe into the heated March 10th discussion about race on the talk, which triggered the controversy CBS just put out a statement saying that Osborne made the decision to depart the show. The network also said the talk, which was put on hiatus on March 12th in the immediate aftermath of Osborne's own air outburst, will be back on April 10th. And it says, the events of March 10th broadcast were upsetting to everyone involved, including the audience watching at home. As part of our review, we concluded that Sharon's behavior toward her co-host during the March 10th episode did not allow with our values for a respectful workplace. We also did not find any evidence that CBS executives orchestrated the discussion or blindsided any of the hosts. I don't believe that shit whatsoever. Listen, here's the thing. They knew Sharon was gonna react a certain way so they could prove a point about racism, okay? And it's easy to do that, but my problem is that you don't get anywhere by blindsiding somebody and you don't get anywhere about without a fresh conversation. What they're getting rid of Sharon for is because Sharon is outspoken. Not because she's some sort of racist. They don't care, they give a shit about that. They get they getting rid of people who don't go with their agenda. Okay? And that's whether you white, black, pink, purple, yellow. Now, black people right now, you protected for a moment. Because race is the thing that white liberal supremacy is hiding behind. Okay? So, uh, uh, you know, I don't think Sharon should have been fired. I don't think, I think that they should have had more discussions, allowed her to speak her piece allowed Sharon and them, I uh, mean, Cheryl and all them to speak their piece like young, uh, like women. And if they walked away disagreeing with each other, so be it. That's it. That's how life goes. That's real life shit. Okay? I mean, you can't always make somebody believe like you lead, believe, believe and talk like you talk. It's crazy. We kind of losing it out here. I mean, we getting too politically correct, okay? In my opinion. Too much, okay? All right. <sighs> Bill Gates. Oh, no, 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 I'm not going to Bill Gates yet. Okay, Barack Obama. <laughs> of course. What's Barack out here doing? The filibuster. I know I sound, you know, what and I've always told you all on this show, I don't I don't have a political party in my mind. I voted Democrat. I voted Republican. I voted Independent. I voted a Green Party. I, I, I have a variety. People might say I'm more libertarian. I have a variety. I don't like to cast... Say I'm anything because some there are some things I'm very conservative about, some things I'm very liberal about. Okay, so, but I am conservative in in a lot of ways. So if you say if you hear certain things that you deem as conservative, I mean I don't deem that as conservative. I, I you, to me when you tell people your political party, you just tell people where you stopped at, where you stop thinking at. You know, I actually think there shouldn't be political parties because I think uh, political parties promote a uh, group I think that people should be voted in con- in Congress and stuff on individual merit, and people can, in convert, Congress should vote Has they has uh, they can. They all vote on some if they agree. Like it's you know if there's going to be a law passed, groups get together that agree with each other, groups that don't, and there won't be the group influence of political party because sometimes political party puts people in a box. Where even if the political people, people in a political party disagree with it, they have to go with their party, and I don't like that. I think it should be individual. So I never have like the idea of parties. Okay, this is my thought. Okay, but and I'm saying this because I'm getting ready to talk about this, and I know y'all gonna be like, ah, she's a, a Republican. Video has emerged on Barack Obama defending the filibuster in 2005. This is according to Newsweek dot because you know Barack and him been talking about the filibuster, and him and Joe Biden been talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it says uh obama's um, the clip was widely shared on uh on on uh on social media Thursday as well as being played on Fox News special Report with Brett Baer Obama's viewpoint on the filibuster which allows senators to speak for as long as they wish unless three fifths of the body vote to to move on later changed in july twenty twenty Obama gave a eulogy of for the late civil rights icon John Lewis, in which he suggested the practice should be scrapped, and if all this takes el- eliminating the filibuster, or another Jim Crow relic, in order to secure the God-given rights of every American, then that's what he should do. We should do, he said. Okay, now let's hear him defending uh, the filibuster, which he now is against. Okay, let me see if I
2: can pull this up. The American people sent us here to be their voice. They understand that those voices can at times become loud and argumentative, but they also
1: hold on. I think I lost the audio. Uh, I'll Try to get y'all the audio back
2: up. Hold on. Here. Hope that we can disagree without being disagreeable. And at the end of the day, they expect both parties to work together to get the people's business done. What they don't expect is for one party, be it Republican or Democrat, to change the rules in the middle of the game so that they can make all the decisions while the other party is told to sit down and keep quiet. The American people want less partisanship in this town, but everyone in this chamber knows that if the majority chooses to end the filibuster, if they choose to change the rules and put an end to Democratic debate, then the fighting and the bitterness and the gridlock will only get worse. I understand that Republicans are getting a lot of pressure to do this from factions outside the chamber. But we need to rise above the ends justify the means mentality because we're here to answer to the people, all of the people, not just the ones that are wearing our particular party label. But the American.
1: Interesting Interesting, and it all and all and if, if all this takes eliminating the okay, let me uh, let me let me get right here to where it says it says it says it, says, it, says, it is not only Obama who has flip flopped over the filibuster filibuster. Biden himself argued in 2005 that ending it would be a mistake during what he called one of the most important speeches for his historical purposes that I will be will have given in 32 years since he had been in the Senate. Now, okay. I bet the Democrats were not in control.
0: <laughs>
1: it's not only a bad idea, it upsets the constitutional design, and it services it services the country, Biden said. Um, "It No longer would the Senate be that different kind of legislative body that the founders intended. No longer would Senates be saucier to cool the passions of the immediate majority. He added, without the filibuster, more than 40 senators would lack the means by which to encourage compromise in the process of appointing judges without the filibuster the majority would transform the transform this body into nothing more than a rubber stamp for judicial nomination during biden's first official white house news conference the president stopped short of suggesting that the filibuster which requires 60 votes to pass legislation in the senate should be eliminated uh should be eliminated but modified as it's being abused in a gigantic way it used to be you had to stand there and talk and talk and talk until you collapsed. And guess what? People got tired of talking and collapsing, he said. So I strongly support the moving in the direction in addition to having an open mind about dealing with certain things that are just elemental in, uh, in, uh, to the function of our democracy, like the right to vote. No, I disagree. Just because when it's not going your fucking way, you cannot come in and suddenly want it to go. When it's you're going your way. When, when it's going your way Let's, Maybe that's a good idea to get rid of the bus But when it's not going your way And, and Republicans do the same shit too Ch- Republicans, the chickens are just coming home to roost you done, this is the, Y'all been bullying these Democrats You know the Democrats is punks You've been bullying them and bullying them The tech world and other some other big businesses Are giving them put power behind them And now they are back They the, the ones that y'all bullied The little punks on the school ground Is now trying to be Trying to bully y'all back, and it's it's ten times worse because they tired of being bullied. Now they doing shit y'all used to do, and so you know it's 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 sad I don't think they should get rid of the filibuster. I don't think so at all. Never thought that. I thought the filibuster was always a good idea. It has nothing to do with Jim Crow, or whatever. People use it in any in different ways. Okay, in different ways <laughs> that they wanted. It's a it's a crazy idea, but it sometimes works for uh you know for uh for uh for for the uh for the other party who may not have the power to uh push through legislation. So let me read to y'all what filibuster. I'm going to look up filibuster here. So y'all can know what it is. It says an action such as prolonged speech that obstructs progress in a legislative assembly, While not technically uh contravening the required procedures. A per uh it says an uh, acting in an obstructive manner in a legislative especially uh, speaking uh, at inordinate strength, um, it's a it's an informal term for any attempt to block or delay Senate action on a bill or other matter by debating at it at length, by offering numeral procedural motions, and by any other uh, delaying or obstructive actions. It is a funny if you've ever seen a filibuster done; it's funny as shit. But I actually like the idea. I do believe that sometimes it does slow down people in thinking about these uh, bills they're getting ready to pass. Somebody and on both sides, okay. Especially, it's a great tool for the minority in um, in Congress or you know in Congress. So they, it, to me, it's a great tool for who and that works on both parties. If the Democrats was the minority, I say the same thing. I didn't like it when the Republicans was talking that shit under George Bush either. Okay. So I think it's actually a good thing. I think they um the um, that this the, I don't think the filibuster should be gotten rid of. And it doesn't and, it, and I don't think it has it's nothing to do with Jim Crow Joe. and the nerve of Joe to be talking about Jim Crow. Jeez. Joe's a trip, ain't he? <laughs> Little Nas X. I mean, you know, this, this is this is what happens in the music business when you've had one, you you're you're almost threatened to be a one-hit wonder. And you know, his his first hit was so good. and This doesn't mean that the kid isn't talented, okay? But that Old Town role was such genius and it was so big, you know, kids loved it and everything. And you know, I think he felt like, you know, he may be you know, relegated to some Disney kid, and he's so much more. So he went to the extreme, and he does his video this week where he's giving Satan a lat dance, like he's descending into hell. And you see the transformation as he descends into hell, and then suddenly he's down on the bottom, and then he's. <laughs> He's giving Satan a lap dance, and people have been like, "Oh my God!" And he's he went to he's going to such extremes because he wants people to see him out of old the old town road thing, the country uh, kind of kids anthem rap. Okay, uh, he wants you to see him as a grown adult and so he's having to do extreme shit. Like Disney kids start doing extreme shit to get noticed, and I saw a thing on um, social media. And they were saying this. This woman was saying she asked her son, you know, what do you think about that video? Because a lot of people are saying it makes you think be gay or something. He said the son said, well, if that makes you be gay, can't we just watch Megan Thee Stallion and be straight or whatever? <laughs> and he and she said, yeah. She said, and the mom was saying, yeah. I mean, it's the this is stupid shit or something like people accusing the video of making you be gay. Um, I wouldn't say that. No. But, what the video does and what videos like it have done, and you know, and I'm not trying to be the pious queen here uh because I do believe there should be discussions of sexuality i'm a, I'm, listen, I'm a big proponent of discussing sexuality with your children because I was raised by a grandmother I called my grand- i told you my grandmother was someone kind of little little jada pinkish, <laughs> and uh which means, you know you y'all, I y'all always talk about how free jada pink was but I believe you, you need to have discuss with her kids, but I believe you need to have discussions with your kids uh, about sex and sexuality, especially in this day and time, right? But what things like that do, But things like that, videos and stuff like that do, is begin to, it, no, it won't turn you gay. No, it won't turn you um, straight, but it will begin to uh, bring down your inhibition. You, it, it, it'll bring down what you normalize and what you think is strange. It'll start to change it. It'll, it, it is meant to be. Behind everything, there is an influence and a motive to it. Okay, and so it's just like. You know, there are certain men you can get with and you can be the nicest little thing.
0: You're just like I'm a nice girl, I'm
1: mean, just and then you get with that one guy and he brings your in. like I always laugh, I always say the, the the crazy in love video, I always say that's about Beyonce immersion has the sex fix. Like, she was already sexy, but this was the begin. If you see the video, it's actually what she's saying in the video. Suddenly she's walking down the street. She's kind of, you know, she's got this mid top, pop, and she's got on these jean shorts, and she's walking real sexy and stuff. But the transformation hasn't happened. She's plain. She has a plain face. She has her hair kind of a But you see she's a sexy girl. She's walking towards you. And then suddenly in the video, you know, there's, Jay-Z appears at some point in this, you know, you see flashing lights of, you know, her being kind of becoming this star, and then suddenly Jay-Z's in uh, the front of this car, and she's in the back seat, is that what it was, or he was in the back seat, I can't remember, but when they, what happens with this car, no, Jay-Z's outside the car, and he takes the match and throws a match to the car, And the car goes up in flames with Beyonce in it, right? And when she emerges out of it, she's this sexual vixen, like Jay-Z has lit the match that has changed the fuck out of her, (laughs) right? And sometimes that happens, right, with certain men, right, certain things. They make you lose your inhibitions about certain things you can get with certain people and you just
3: say, geez,
1: where have they been? This is who, this is me. This is who I really am or they can make you think that you, okay? But what I'm saying is these videos are meant to have motives. They do, Ray, lower your inhibitions about what you think is uh, okay, what you don't think is okay. Like suddenly you may think it's okay to be a little bit more, you know, I could be a little bit more real I mean, they influence even me as an adult, okay? So um, I would say you you got to have these discussions with your kids, uh, don't ignore him or say, no, you can't see him Have a great discussion with him I, You know, I thought it was desperate I mean, you know But let's talk about it It's a, according to New York Post It said Fans are seeing a whole new slide to Lil Nas X A video for the singers New single, Montario uh, Called Me By Your Name A reference to his given name Montario Lamar Hill dropped Thursday night and it's a far cry from his days on the horseback. Now instead of riding off until the sunset, he's sliding down a stripper pole straight to hell where he gives Satan an NSFW lap dance that quickly became a meme among fans. I'm not phased, only here to see in Little Nas X scenes in the Body New Video rife with biblical and mythological symbolism which sees 21-year-old scantily clad in Eden-like fantasy world before finding himself banished to hell, but not before he dances down a celestial pole to the underworld, which is interesting how they use a lot of these religious – I don't like that, too, by the way, because it does – listen, there is a spiritual world. (laughs) you can fuck with it if y'all want to. I mean, serious. I wouldn't fuck with that shit like that. And I sometimes I do feel like that they are invoking energetic fields and energy. Just it's just like when you, it sometimes in videos, uh like, like people can blow smoke stuff. Sometimes it means seduction or something like that. They are, there is certain inhibitions and things being broken down, and I do believe it's important to have these discussions with your children so they can't think it's always something innocent, but it is meant to gear you towards a certain direction. And so you can understand, they can understand your thoughts. I believe kids need to see it, but, so that you're, but you have, need to have the discussion with them so they can still remain in control of their thoughts. And see, you can understand, hey, I understand what he's getting me, trying to get me to see, but I have my own thought in the matter, right? But a lot of times you, a lot of these, a lot of young people will watching and be laughing and thinking it's cool, but will not see the influence, and they won't know how to uh, digest it so that it comes out in a healthy understanding or understanding a way that certain things can be used to break down inhibitions about things, like suddenly, Lap dancing isn't, you know, for somebody and a special someone. But you think lap dancing is okay with anybody, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like over the years, look, look at us. Like, my friend was talking about me, you know, about the having the pole dancing class and stuff. We our, our inhibitions about strippers have has gone down a little bit because you know some women are doing it in their bedrooms. Okay, so some inhibitions have been broken down. Okay. Now, whether that's a good thing or not, I think it's a good thing. But at the same time, I don't necessarily believe stripping on a pole for money in front of uh, men is a good thing. You got to learn how to balance. So if you know how to digest all that stuff, you'll get it. So what I say to people is, have conversations with your children and your teens about this stuff, so they can understand that this is not something indecent. It isn't something eh, whatever. It is being used to break you down in in certain ways. And so you need to understand what it is so you can be free to make your own choices, okay? But, I mean, let me just say, he is definitely telling the story in the video, okay? Definitely. And if you're, especially if you're a young religious kid, if you're a kid who's growing up in the church, you might be offended by something like this, right? But let me tell you, I used to have, when I was at ORU, I was studying Christian education, right? And one of my uh, th- that in theater, I know. I was thinking about being a Joyce Meyer. Okay, y'all like cry out of you, or kind of. But listen, okay. So in that, I used to have. I had this one class where we we had to teach all year long. So I was always wow. You know, like I brought in music videos and everything. People used to love like when the day that I would do my speeches, my 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 like Sunday school uh, things. It would every the class would be full because everybody would be like, oh, uh, Keisha's doing her because Keisha everybody knew me by like, Keisha. Keisha's doing hers today. Girl, we had to be here for yours. You always give something crazy. So I would play videos. I remember I played the song. Uh, uh, you remember that old song I played? Uh, it's the first of the month one time because it was real popular and, and stranded on a tall suit How does it feel? There's no paper on the rock People in class were laughing, but I had a point. It was part of my Sunday school program, right? And it was te- my Sunday school program was teaching young people about how to see, how to understand the secular world versus, you know what I'm saying? The, you know the world that you live in, keeping your godly principles and things like that. And the class was so fun. It wasn't knocking anybody. It wasn't this and that, but it was helping kids have an understanding so they could keep their principles, so they could understand what they were watching. And I didn't try to keep it away from you. I don't think you should keep it away from I mean, today I'd be bold like that. Like if I was a Sunday school teacher, I'd bring this video right in the middle of Sunday school, clap it down, (laughs) and play it. And the reason why I would, with teenagers, not with young kids, but with teenagers to have the discussion. Let's have this discussion. How does it make you feel when you see it? How does blah, blah, blah. Let's have a discussion about sexuality, okay, in the church or whatever. Those are the new ways and new things. If you're going to speak spiritually talking to kids, you're going to have to spiritually uh, find ways to help them keep their character and principle that doesn't hide things from them, but encourages them to understand what their eye gate is seeing and then be able to make a decision. On that, you know what I'm saying, without it controlling them, okay? Because it's going to be hard not to see these things. The the more and more we go into fighting. and I'm not talking about everybody seeing because everybody can't watch this video because some people are triggered, right? Because some people have sex addictions and stuff like that. Respectfully, I get that, but if you don't have that and all that stuff, then th- these things should be discussed and watched if you don't have certain triggers and stuff. Hi. Right.
3: All right, you guys.
1: Child, Lord. Hell. Where we what part to show you? <laughs> okay, when I come back, we're going to talk about, uh, we talked about sharing. Oh, I forgot to talk about pollution and stringing y'all penises. We got to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about nose masks. Okay, they going too damn far. Ain't nobody wearing no nose masks when they eating and shit. That's not happening. Okay, uh, they talking about uh, Biden administration fires, homeland security. Holly Berry got that child support cut in half. See, I told you, girl, go and get that adjustment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about Derrick Jackson mess, honey. Time for me to speak on it, okay? I've been waiting to speak on this Derek Jackson mess and his wife in that bonnet, okay? Shit. That's why like his ass might have been out there running around that damn bonnet. <laughs> I'm just playing all right, we're talk about all that and more when we get back. Meanwhile, let me see what I want y'all to hear. Uh, let's listen to Tina Turner. I love this one. What's Love Got to Do With It, okay?
0: It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your hand makes myself react That it's only the thrill of boy meeting girl my will a track It's physical Only logical You must try to
1: of my favorite bands with Summer Girl. It's the Carlotta Chat with Show. I am back, y'all, and we are talking hot
3: topics. Oh my goodness.
1: Let's start it off. Let's just go on and talk about Derek. Let's just go on. Let's get it over with.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Now I let me I'm going to be honest with y'all. I've never really been into Derrick Jackson, okay? I saw him talk on the Me Too movement one time. I was completely turned off. I knew he was one of those dudes that was – and this is no offense. It wasn't that some of his advice isn't good, okay? That, and let me just say this to y'all. Some people can give good advice, but they can't follow it. That's real shit. <laughs> I've done that before where I've given good advice, I'm like, shit, I need to do that for my damn self, okay? Derek is probably one of the people, okay? Okay. Uh, but he just went to extremes with it. But Derrick Jackson, I, I, he just always seemed disingenuous to me, so I never really was into him. I just did wasn't no offense uh, because it, it, that when he was speaking on something, it was something similar to me too. And I didn't like what he had to say, and I saw him a couple of times after that. Didn't like it. And he just wasn't he wasn't my vibe. Okay, but I'm not knocking some of the the, the stuff that I've heard that he said. And it's not saying that some of it isn't good, right? But it's always a little percent of chicken that'll kill you, right? <laughs> like if you it's a poison, like I think like you know, it's ten percent strychnine nine keep that's killing you, right? So it's it, you know, I'm not saying this guy, you know, is completely a lot of times people sometimes don't live up to their their hype, okay? Uh like, you know, I, I talked about this just the last week with the BI got up in it, but
3: that's another story. <laughs> okay,
1: so when I heard Tasha K, you know, Tasha K be out here breaking these stories up in these streets. Shout out to Tasha K. Tasha K don't be saying, Tasha K ain't like shit. I'm about to break this story. <laughs> she been breaking stories left or right with this stuff. But she uh, came out with the mistress, the mistress called Tasha K. One of, one of the mistresses allegedly out in these streets. One. <laughs> and the story, her story was very interesting because he told her, a number of lies he told her he was separated allegedly from the woman and he also y'all can watch it go over to tasha K, the videos are still up and stuff like that but allegedly he told her he was he was separated he got he had her he paid her way to this miami because they were old friends they had been knowing each other before he hit it big and he invited um let me let me read y'all the story from uh uh how uh, Black Enterprise has It says, it Has the shocking details of messy marriage master Derrick Jackson? This is from blackenterprise.com. Uh, A list of affairs continue to unfold. It appears another woman has come forward to add her two cents uh, to the airing of Jackson's Dirty Laundry. Meanwhile, um, with Tasha K. dropped receipts from his alleged side chick who claimed that the man filmed his famous car videos outside her home and that she had contact with him on March 18th. The mistress also claimed that she had been pregnant with John's baby. Okay, I have never been to his house, but now the other girl had been to his house, had a relationship with him in his house. He allowed her to take pictures, allegedly, allegedly around the house, and allegedly he slept. They slept together in they be, in his him and his wife's bed. Okay, now i let me tell you something, women. When shit like that starts happening, sleeping in your house, disrespecting your home, and sleeping in your bed. I'm not telling you to leave somebody, but I'm saying that's some disrespect on a whole nother level, and that mean a motherfucker really don't like you that much? <laughs> and to me, you're close to ID the channel shit. Okay, but, uh, but we'll talk about that in a minute. It says, I've never been to his house. I've never been to his penthouse or anything. He always cut, came to my home. The mistress disposed about the man's comings and goings. If you look in all his videos that he has uploaded, my front bracelet is in the back of his video. It's the White Orchid. That's my home. Uh, the side piece who denied knowing that Jacks was married stated to have uh, stated that the two have seen one another. The last time I seen Derek was on the 18th of March last week. She disclosed to Tasha Kay. Then she talked about how Jackson reacted to the news of her being pregnant. Has the November early has the end of November early December I found out I was pregnant. I told him I was tired. I don't want any children right now. I'm 31 and I don't want kids right now. And he went through his this emotional kind of thing as if he gave a fuck. But I'm pretty sure now that I were now that I'm looking it was just an act. Sure it probably was, okay. Now Let's just talk about this because this guy, uh, it says on March, wait, hold on, it says on March 22nd, Jackson and his wife, Demia Jackson, took to Instagram to openly discuss the adultery, the, the adultery, they said the adultery, transgression. The narcissistic man referred to himself third person while Sarah spouse sat by his side, apparently to support the man. He gave a long explanation about God and redemption that pretty much sounded like gaslighting. The couple held hands while Demia looked like she wanted to be anywhere but there, okay? Now, I don't like to knock people spiritually because let me just say this. People come to God in their lowest moments, okay? So I never like to knock that. I never like to, uh, you know, sometimes it takes uh, him coming to himself, being sleep, out here uh, sleeping with side hose and they turning on his ass. I'm not going to call him on the hose because they were very, very beautiful girls, and they thought, he was having, he. they didn't think he was married and they thought he was going to be serious about that. So these side women did not think, you know, and, and and so he may have had a religious experience. I don't know. But if he has had one, he should go back and apologize to those ladies to have for his destruction in their lives because he, he did not tell them. They weren't just side chicks knowing what was up. These girls thought he was getting ready to leave his marriage. One thought he was getting ready to leave his marriage. He was done. And one thought he was actually, um, he wasn't married, okay? So, uh, listen, let me talk about the video, first of all, with the young lady, uh, with the, the thing on her head and everything. First, I'm going to just first say this. That said a lot to me because, first of all, the first thing is no man straight up, he ain't going to do this video look you looking like that. Because it don't, that don't, and I to me it's strange that Derek allowed that video to happen where she looks really bad. And he looks, he looking good, but she looks really bad. It's something to say for a man when his wife look like, look busted as fuck, and he look all good, you know what I'm saying? That's how you take the temperature of some, 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 some people. If his wife looking like busted, and you like, what the fuck? and she come out looking good, you like, wait a minute, there's some shit really going on here, okay? And what, what that told me in some sense is, is this chick, I have, a, I have girlfriends like that. I've had a couple girlfriends who are like that, who are who could who are homebodies when they get with people, and sometimes they stop being, you know, dressing up and stop looking real good and stop looking, you know, and, and, and stuff. And the man, you know, he come home. They the man looking good every day. He looking good when he come out, but they get caught up with the kids and get caught up and stuff and start looking like shit, you know. And and the reason why is because it's hard for women once they have children and stuff like that. That's why men listen. When you when you when a woman has a kid with you, okay, even if you don't, even if you ain't gonna say with her, you don't like her, whatever the situation may be. I always appreciate she ain't tricky. Now there's some neat women out here who be on some other shit. I ain't talking about that, but still, I always respect that a woman uh, did that because there's a lot that happens with women's bodies. There's a lot that happens with women in terms of. Um, of raising the children and everything. And I should always be honored by a man, whether you're going to get along with the wife or not. But I think what happened is Derek, and I heard Jason Black say this this week when I was listening into the business. I think, and I was thinking this too with Derek. I think Derek outgrew this girl, and he didn't want to tell her. He didn't want to, uh, because they've been together for so long. And I'm sure, my opinion is that he loves her probably. He probably does love her in some way. But he has now – he's now become a millionaire, and, like, she's probably stuck in a certain time, you know, where she met him at a certain moment in time, and he was a certain thing, and he's not that anymore, right? And so because he is being – he's living in a kind of a – how can you say it? You know, the disingenuous situation he and it's not always easy to get because you build up with people right you build up with people uh history not only do you build up with people history you build up with people relationships and there is a sense of um everyday life that you're used to that people don't necessarily want to break even if they're not always happy okay because you know and sometimes being in marriages not always based on your happiness shit. Now, we always gonna be happy in this shit. Y'all gonna be, y'all you ain't married. Y'all gonna be disappointed as him. <laughs> but I mean, where it's really gotten bad, I think for him it had really probably changed. And you look at the women that he was alleged to have been with, you see a stark contrast to her. Okay, and it's not that she's not a beautiful girl because she is. She just is looking. Like she done been through the ringer and around the <laughs> around the corner, and she looked like she been through some shit with him, and that she just and she's in the she looks like she's in a depression mode, and that she can't get out. Okay, so um and what really kind of disturbed me about the thing was her conversation, and I'm gonna play a little bit of this. I ain't gonna play him and her. But I'm gonna play her when she was talking. I, I want us to hear this because I was like, "Oh Lord!" When I heard her talk, uh, and I understand what this is from because I grew up in the church, and it's not the church's fault. Because I'm not gonna say that There's a lot of you got a lot of good, great ministers out here, powerful teachers of the world, world who don't tell you to stay in no crazy situation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, it sometimes people can take. Uh, take religion and make excuses for themselves as far as you know. I'm not ready to confront. I think it's really her. Her thing is that she's not really to confront leaving him yet. I don't think that it's that she's not. She there may be a lot of things tied to him. First of all, she has children with this man. She has money probably tied up. He's probably the money. There's a lot of things there, and it's not easy to leave it. She's using religion as an excuse, and it's making her sound crazy. But we 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 very we listen to her. Here
3: we go, y'all. Your body language in this hour. How would God judge your body language in this hour? Furthermore, how prepared are you? to stand on the spoken word of God and to proclaim victory over sin. When the enemy comes in like a flood, will you drown or will you walk on the water? We live in a wicked generation that does not know God, does not see God, does not hear God's word, and does not know how to activate the word of God. Therefore, you are lost. And with that, he has sent me to speak and to come forth and to speak boldly to proclaim victory over sin and to let you know that he heals, he changes, he resurrects from the dead. It doesn't matter what mountain or what giant stands before you, but he has the power, for it is not by might, nor by power, but by the spirit. Spirit of God, and the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. So how prepared are you to stand up in battle and to proclaim victory? This is a spiritual warfare, and if you are not prepared and you do not know what to do, you will drown and you will be a casualty in this war. I did not come here to play games or to play dress-up. I came here in my battle suit. I came here on the battleground covered in the blood of Jesus. I received the anointing of the blood and I spilled the blood of the enemy. You see a bonnet. I see the helmet of salvation. You see an army green shirt. I see the breastplate.
1: Okay. And listen, what she's saying is, listen, she's repeating scriptures over and over again, and she's talking about, I come with a sword, but yet it's not touching you. It's not, when the Bible, the Word of God is a sword, but when you don't know how to use it, it doesn't tinge anyone. Um, Listen, baby, she, you know, she's talking about, she come with the, her bounty is the best place, is a helmet of salvation, Lord have mercy. Uh Sis, no, what you said, she was dressed in Army fatigue clothes, and he said to explain to her what she dressed in, Army fatigue clothes and that helmet of salvation. But I tell her, sis, you better get to the nearest beautician and have them put that, put some, put some, get your hair together, have the breastplate of righteousness, and you need to get to the nearest uh, nice uh, clothing shop because, listen, it's, your outer appearance means something. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yes, it does. I mean, you ain't got a but you need to keep yourself up. Men are physical. Men are eye-gate. Your war your, your man, I your man is looking at women who are extremely different from you. And you need to show him who you are at your best self. You're just babble. You're just she's just throwing out a lot of what the no the the warfare sis is in you not only figure really sitting down with and getting yourself together and getting your own look together not just to impress derek with his crazy ass but to to get back to loving yourself because that's what it seems like you have forgot the spiritual war and if i'm him i'm a little afraid to stay with her let me explain let me this is a sidebar right here okay she sounds like she's cracking so it sounds like she's cracking up and she is she's using the word of God right now? A lot of people do this. A lot of people do it. They and and that's okay because the word of God is good that you hanging on to. It's good. It's good. The word of God will get you out of a lot of things. But let me explain. So she is cracking up. She is really she's 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 going to have to confront a lot of things that maybe not spirituality has happened, but religion has blinded for her, like the fact that she's married to a hoe right now. And that, you know, and religion, death, and there were, old, there were so many old mothers in the church and stuff back in the day that used to be married to hoes. Like, they husband would be in church and they husband be out hoeing. And my old mom would be in there talking about praying and something. Now, sometimes when prayers would work, some of them old mothers weren't nothing to play with. They wouldn't tell you their business. They wouldn't be on those, you know, they didn't have social media back then. They, but if it was social media, they wouldn't be in your business. Them women come in there and they would pray and they would go back home. And they would use the word of God. They would they would manipulate manipulate them men, not manipulate, but they would use the word what the, the word of God says to be uh, be kind to your spouse that's acting up. They would do all them, them old women used to, and they would bring they either reap the the coals on their husband's head to make them run out on them, or the men would come closer into them. Okay, they would they would become a certain type of woman. To bring him in But I don't even think it's just Just that I think it's also if she wants to fight for her marriage I don't think it's just being a certain type of woman I also believe it's confronting who you are now Versus who you were when you got with him It's also confronting confronting Who he is now Versus when you got with him I think they got married in 2018 But I heard they had been knowing each other beforehand Understanding what his motives were for marrying you Maybe it was because You're a good church little girl and he knew that he could keep your little ass up in the house playing you know, playing games on you. He got a good girl at home. He can run to and do whatever he wants, but he can be out here living, having a freedom fest, and then come back and be pretending at church on Sunday. No. I, I, and she's going to have a breakdown. And if I'm him, I'm being very scared of her. Because she's the type of chick that if you keep fucking around on her, She'll have she she'll have you as a case on the ID channel. That's straight talk. That's straight talk, and it's a plenty of religious zealots been on the ID channel uh, for killing somebody. Okay, so this chick is nothing to play with, Derek. Right now, if you' fucking with other girls, you better you need to separate from her and give her some space to get her mind and shit together. Cause you won't, you don't fuck her mind up and talk going to church and playing games and stuff if you ain't ready. And if you ain't got that energy for her no more. Maybe you need to say, hey, I'm going to take care of you. I apologize for what I've done. What I've done is maybe we need to separate. Maybe we got married too fast. It's not what I thought I wanted. Take that time. Separate. Because it's already, it's happened for a reason. I'm not really ready. Derrick Jackson is what Derrick Jackson is. But I ain't ready to really diss him. You know what I'm saying? Men, men and women do dumb shit, okay? But I think that this is a young man who hasn't been living in his authentic truth for quite some time about what it is he likes and what it is he wants out in these streets. And he been gone he been up here playing with hunger. And I think that he he does care for her in some ways, and he really does love her. And he really and and there's a war going on inside of him. I think the war inside of him is, do I want? This girl over here who's a nice girl, a little bit touched, but she's a church girl and everything <laughs> and all this stuff, but she's not exactly what I want. I'm attracted to these type of girls over here. You know what I'm saying? And, and and maybe there are certain things about him, them, like they maybe they don't have as good as mother traits, being a mother as she has, or maybe they don't have as good characteristics as she has, but he really has to deal with himself. In that energy to understand and understand what he wants, I wouldn't break up with her and go with. I wouldn't break up with her and go with some other chick. I would break up with her, and I would try to find myself. You know, and find find what it is I really want in life. Or if you're going to stay with her in these next few months to evaluate the relationship and evaluate have y'all outgrown each other because I think it's some real shit there. I think they've he's outgrown her. And I think that she has failed. She failed to grow. I can tell the way she's talking on this video. She's dressed up in army fatigue, and she thinks that that spiritually by talking that way, that spiritually that invokes that power. But that's not how that power is invoked. That power is invoked. It's a, first of all, it is it's something deeply rooted inside of you. God gives you wisdom. God gives you grace. He don't tell you, you don't got to necessarily get on the integrated internet. And start, you see the breastplate of righteousness. It, it just sounds robotic. And it sounds like she was trying to speak to herself and say tell herself a lie so that she could keep feeding the delusion of why she's there and not really deal with her real shit. And the reason I know that, let me explain to y'all why I know that, okay? When I was in my 20s, okay, I had a deep when I I had a deep relationship. I had a relationship with God when I was young too. But when I got into my early in the early twenties and stuff like that, I really got more into church. I really um, started to have what I felt was a relationship with God. Now I began to later on, I think, begin to turn some situations that I may have been afraid of more fearful fear based and start putting, masking that with religion, religion right? Masking certain things with religion, uh, making certain choices through religion and not spiritually connecting in intimacy with God and just saying, you know, and sometimes I would connect with God intimate, but a lot of times, uh, sometimes I got to a point where I was connecting uh where I had stopped being me, so I't authentically uh, I didn't authentically show up and let, let me let me explain this when you get into a relationship with God, you are naturally going to be changed because God begins to change you the Bible says you're a new creature okay so for people you'll get people become when they have a relationship whatever whatever religion you are, if you have some sort of spiritual experience, you become different okay uh, but sometimes people use religion. To mask real issues, instead of confronting those issues and dealing with the issues, you will put a religious mask over them and go to church every Sunday. And you won't ingest what somebody maybe who is a not all preachers are the same may the same time, but a powerful maybe word and you will ingest it religiously, but not from a spiritual space. And so you won't deal with that work that needs to be done. And that work is ugly, right? That work is ugly. But at some point it will come up for you. It will come up for you that you will have to deal with the real you and that you won't have you can't put a religious mask over your face and not deal with the real life strong issues that you're you're having. Because one of the things is that, you know, you might be in the world, you're just not of it. But don't be so heavenly minded that you know earth is good, right? So you got to understand that you still are a part of the dynamics of everyday life. And she doesn't understand that she's in a marriage. You ain't married to Jesus. I mean, Jesus might be your savior, but you married to a man. (laughs) Right? My spiritual mom used to always say stuff like this and that. Uh, that I, 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 I try to marry Jesus. It's a, it's a, you know what I'm saying? If you gonna be, you know, if you gonna be married, if you gonna a, you can have a life, a, a life devoted to uh, uh, spirituality. You can be a nun or something like that, or a priest. But if you ain't a nun or a priest and you actually marry, you got to live in this real world with your man over there, okay? And you can't be running around here with bonnets on your head. <laughs> I mean the men are gonna see you. Listen, men are gonna see you, especially if you married and live they're gonna see you sometime at your best and your worst because they get to know you or whatever, your hair all messed up with all kinda of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying that you can't stop being you. You can't stop being or evolving or and having growth and change and things like that. And this is what I feel like this young lady's done. I think she's put a mask over herself. And I think that she finds some confidence, some validation in Derek. And like I said, validation is okay to a certain point. When you are so validated by him that you can't see what the hell he is and you can't tell what the hell you become, you got a strong problem and you own your way to being a story on the ID channel. Real shit. Real shit. So what I would tell people, you're going to have to... Face your demons. He's gonna have to face his demons. She's gonna to have to face her demons, and she got some, okay. And she's gonna to have to face uh, maybe finding herself again as a woman. Now, Derek, Derek might be for these streets. He sound like he for these streets. Some men are for the streets. Some men are for the streets, and you got to come to touch. You might love them, and you might care for them, but you got to decide whether you know. You got to decide whether you want to be married to him. And you know he's going to be out there for these streets. You know he's for the streets, and you're like, yeah, I love him, but his ass is for the streets. And now I, you got to make a decision that I can live with the fact that he's for the streets, and I'm just going to make this and get this money, be his wife and raise these kids and all that. You can make that choice, or you can make a choice of saying, I'm going to leave, I know it's going to be different or whatever because she does, you know, it may sound like she she was working or whatever, so there may be an income situation there and stuff like that. <laughs> she got a lot to think about. Marriages are not something you just jump the fuck out of, okay? I've been telling y'all this for the long, okay? So she got a lot to think about. And so she can't just be sitting up with, my eye coming with the breastplate of righteousness and all this stuff in the blood. Girl, this sounds like he was messing with a doctor. He was messing with allegedly another girl who looked like she was a video. Listen, I'm going to tell you, sis, uh These chicks out here, you better come through and figure out what it is you want to be. You can't be talking about the, the, your breastplate of righteousness and stuff like that. You better be thinking in case Derek decides he wants to jump ship. And see, you giving these videos that look like make you look like you're very, you're strange. You're showing up with a bonnet, and then you're also showing up with a uh, uh, with by yourself talking and stuff. Now, see what can happen. Is later on, he can use that shit to say you mentally unstable, get the kids later on, and start talking about, and make exit in his way so he don't have to take child support. So as a woman, you need to come on there and be very careful when you got to go on these tapes. I talked about that one girl coming. she was going to pray her husband back and pray for her. She started talking about his mistress and all that on tape and praying. When I talked about her, I forget what a football player like a few years ago. I said, that ain't the way to get him back. But I'm just saying this girl is not moving right in my personal opinion, it'd be just the grace of God that she she's able to come out of this unscathed, but she doesn't wake her ass up. Okay, either you gonna stay with him and understand who the fuck you dealing with, or you gonna go ahead and you know start making moves so that you can be single, so he won't, 'cause he can he he can, he can leave your ass out here. And, you know, and I already gave him uh, uh, some – you you was the one. He looked decent on that video, but your ass looked odd up there with that pin on and stuff like that, that bonnet on. And, and, and he, you know, it makes people think he's strange. Now, see, he can use that shit later on. That may be why he wasn't worried about not – because if a man like him don't want to play child support and just want to dump your ass later, he can. So, sis, I would say that your um, – uh your spiritual warfare is in praying and getting some wisdom about how to move in this relationship. And Derek, you need to decide, man, what it is you like. If you if you just a dude that can't deal with these women out in these streets, you might let her have to let her know what it is. Now, I say all this because we talked about this a few weeks ago with. Um, what is it? What's his name? What's his name? Tyrese. Tyrese's wife is sitting at the time, like she don't want no more recognition. Samantha. Samantha. Scorpio. Samantha. Samantha does not look like she just wants a regular man though. Now I be seeing Samantha on her. I be like, I follow her IG. Okay. Samantha got a lot of body. Samantha. Samantha be biting them eyes. She be talking about Jesus. She be batting. Him. Samantha, I don't know if you're going after a regular dude no more. But, listen, when you did, Samantha was talking about dealing with men has they gained power, financial abundance, they, they had, listen, men have a lot of variety and choices. That's what you got to ask yourself, ladies, when you want dudes who got, they got it going on and stuff like that. You got to know how to play game in a different way with dudes like that, Okay. And meaning dudes that have money, dudes who have financial ability to be able to move in the way they want to, especially you know there are dudes who are great and who got that money on the you know on the on the middle class level and that's nice and stuff. But when we start talking about five hundred five hundred k and above, you're talking about up, deeper shit going on, okay? And so understand, they get more, You get a whole lot more women coming after him. whole lot more in his his those type of men's energy are totally different a lot of times they're busy they're moving they're moving in certain ways and you got to know how to move with them or you got to know how to understand them you got to sometimes they can be extremely selfish and say you got to know how to count their ass in and reel their ass back in and stuff like that so there's a lot that comes with that and you got to ask yourself is like i heard jason black say this and i love this on the business he said you got to ask yourself is my one of my favorite things i say on here all the time are you willing to pay the price for that because mm-hmm. it'd be real out in these streets it'd be real to be with that type of people and i think this young lady has not understood yet that that he has changed and he is now in a different structure. And in some ways I think that he is not, he, her fault necessarily but I think he's kept her kind of in a bubble to not understand literally how it's changing. Well, he may have used that bubble through religion, like, you know, literally creating a religious bubble at home, but yet going out doing wild shit. Like if there's like a religious bubble that she can live up under, And that's why she came on camera. She was okay to wear that bonnet and everything because she's starting to think, she thinks it doesn't, you know, it's all about my spirit. It is about how I look on the outside. You want that. She was kind of saying that on the video. It isn't about it's a, he loves my spirit. It's not, no, but he, he might he no you. But there has to be something about you too. Outer, you got to keep yourself. Try to keep yourself looking good. Yes, we grow and change and evolve as women over the years and stuff. Unless you stick or something, try to keep yourself up. Try to keep yourself together and stuff. But she, it sounds like he put it, he may have put her in a whole full bubble of a religion uh, idea, not a spiritual world, but a religious world where she could pretend like the material world wasn't going on, you know, him getting wealthier, them as a unit getting wealthier, and him getting bigger. She didn't have to see those other women. She probably just think she was praying them. I mean, you can pray, you can pray, but you got to be powerful in that. You can't be just talking to Pray the competition away instead of us. Uh, Working herself to handle the competition, she should have been praying how she gonna handle the competition, and like you know instead. But she was, I feel like she, she was in a bit of a religious cloud. Instead, she was praying. This is this is this. i mean, this is just my point of view, Carlotta, one on one. But that she may have been praying like the women go away, or God don't let the devil de- don't let the devil. uh tip, don't let the devil blah, blah 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 blah. You know what? She like she like. I love the movie The War Room or whatever. This is a Christian movie or whatever, and and that's do sometimes work. Like you know, it was funny. I saw it. a certain part in The War Room where I had to laugh about it because I'm like, nah. Sometimes you can't pray those temptations away. Or sometimes you know the marriage is just over, right? You know what I'm saying or something like that. And you just y'all just need to come to a long time. It may take y'all time to figure it out, but. I feel like she was kind of just praying, probably she was probably in this religious thing where she was just doing that, and she wasn't instead saying, How do we- bo- how do I deal with this, this new status of where we're going through' There wasn't an awareness of where they were in the material world and in the spiritual world and of what she needed to be for him and what he needed to be for her. There was no understanding of that. And I believe that he literally let her cloud herself in that world, and that's a dangerous thing, ladies. I will say that to you right now. It is a very dangerous thing to uh, to drape yourself in uh, religion or um, overly spirit, too, so heavenly-minded that you're no earthly good that you don't see Uh, the changes and movements going on in the natural world so that you can adjust to it, you know, understanding that, yes, my man is getting, he's getting so that many people, women out here are looking at him, he might be tempted, or my man is getting so that he's this and that. What do I need to be for him? How do I need to change and evolve with him? How do I need to be, better for him or am I the one to be traveling this road with him because you may not be the one to be traveling the road for him with him and you may have made a mistake shit that happened
3: I know now.
1: it may take you a minute to come to terms with that but and sometimes affairs and relationships other people will come along to rem- that will be a reminder that maybe this is the wrong shit you know what I'm saying so I don't I think that is that for Derek though I really actually believe that, that Derek, it may be the wrong situation for him, okay, and that he he hasn't come to terms with what he really is and that he runs to religion in and out. He uses it. He use, I use it to keep my at home. I saw this story last night. Y'all got to hurry up because we got to talk about the NAACP Awards. <laughs> but anyway, I saw this story last night on the ID channel. Y'all know how I be loving the ID channel. I be telling y'all that all the time, okay? But I saw this story uh, where this dude, he was a Haitian guy. He had a Haitian background. He married a – he was a doctor. He became a surgeon. His family, his whole family, you know, from Haiti, they was really uh, – some of them still live in Haiti, but they was really happy. He became this big surgeon, this big doctor, and they, they all looked up to him and stuff. Well, he married this uh, nurse here, I guess, in America or whatever. And so him and the nurse uh, got married, and – Later on, he ends up in a car accident. he ends up in a hit and run accident where he he gets, he's left rendered in a, in a coma, and so they come to the, the wife comes to the hospital, and when she gets to the hospital, another woman is sitting in at the side of his hospital bed holding his hand, and she's like, "Who are you?" And she's like, "Who are you?" And she's like, "I'm his wife." and she said, "No, that can't be I'm his wife." Let me tell you what this
3: trifling is, okay? He had
1: married two women, okay? But let me see what to tell you what the most trifling part of it was, okay? He had not only married two women, had two women, but he had, uh, the, the other one didn't know that he had falsified her name. Now, he was coming home every day, and see, she didn't think nothing of it because he was a surgeon, Right? And so she didn't think anything of him being gone because he had an apartment supposedly in, in Brooklyn where he could live in Brooklyn, you know. And she thought he was at his apartment because it was closer to his job being a surgeon and stuff. So she didn't think nothing of him being gone two or three days a week. Shit happened. But he was having a whole other family. And for 17 years, he was literally divorced from this woman. He had put false papers up and everything and then continued to live in a relationship with her. Now, they end up making it. Now, it it ended up being so that they tried to kill the wife. It was a whole lot of stuff to it. It was crazy. It was a crazy story. But um, the family, because the family got upset because, you know, she wouldn't pay for the funeral. I mean, she ended up being the sick person. She ended up being the whole person uh, over his estate. And the other woman, the second wife, ended up with nothing, okay? But the reason why I tell this story is because, this a man uh, appeared to be something that he wasn't, and this woman got to relationship with him, and it almost cost her her life later on. To he later on he died, but he when he died he had all kinds of secrets. I mean, and literally did she know he was married to another woman with a whole other family and everything else. And I say this story because you men like Derek. Easily get into shit like that, like lying and shit like that. And the whole thing is that that man just been honest. If he wanted another family, he should have just been honest. But instead, for the for the next few years, for those several years, he wasn't expecting to get in the hit and run, and, and and for that to happen. But that put her into such a a, a, a bad place because she she was. She really didn't check up on her. She really spiritually, I don't think, paid attention to much of where they were at, right? And so those are the type of things people can pull over on you sometimes when you're not in a place of, and that can happen to any of us, right, uh, a place of discernment in, in life where we can't see certain things. We can't see because it's clouded, okay? But uh I thought that was an interesting story. And I wouldn't be surprised if that would have happen to a girl like this because, you know, she is clouding the 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 very. Um, she's clouded by the very about the about the uh, the danger things with him. Okay, and I was like, how did? When I, mean, I was looking at this ID Journal show, I was like, how does he pull off getting a divorce? How does he pull off the finances? Like, because this woman probably wasn't checking. He probably was taking care of both the families. He's a surgeon, he got a lot of money. Probably making two to three hundred thousand dollars a year. And he can afford to take care of her. And she probably didn't pay no attention to the money, no attention to the real shit that was going on. She wasn't growing to where she could say, hey, you know, we need to have a discussion about how does it work if something happens to you, or how does it work if this and that goes or what." She wasn't having a exchange, a, a, a and she found out the hard way, okay? So in, even though it ended up really good for her, she almost ended up dating because they had her, her, his family was trying to have her killed. It was a crazy story. Y'all have to watch it. I'll just show it again. This was real shit. It was out of New York. It was crazy shit. But I say that because that's why you as a woman, you have got to understand what you are getting into when you get into these marriages and these relationships with men who 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 have some sort of power, some sort of, and that's any man, period, okay? But men who have some sort of power, especially when we're talking about big money and things like that, because men literally can be uh, uh, having. If he's a, like Jay Z, could probably have another family somewhere, shit, because you know he got a lot of money. I'm not saying he do. I'm just saying, you know, you gotta understand has a on a status level how to understand spiritually what you're dealing with with certain types of men. You get what I'm I hope y'all get what I'm saying. Oh Lord. Anyway, let me get to this NAACP awards. So I think we gonna have to have a part too. Did I talk about Holly Berry? You know, child support. Okay, let's talk about Holly Berry first. Okay, Holly Berry's child support payments to ex Gabriel are half to 8,000 has they negotiate terms after she claimed fees were extorted. Okay, wow. Okay, so hold on, you guys. I'm going to take a break because my thing is acting up and I'm going to come right back. Okay, my, my thing here is acting up. So we're going to play spend the night. I'll be back in a moment. you guys. I had a little speaker. I mean, my headphone thing and my board thing is kind of disconnecting. I don't know if y'all heard the Skype, but I heard some feedback. Okay, so now I'm back. We're talking about Holly Berry. Yeah, this, you know how messy you get on this show, okay? Holly Berry's child support payments to ex-Gabriel Aubrey are half to 8000 as they renegotiate terms after she claimed fees were extorted, okay? Uh This is according to Daily Mail. It says Holly Berry has have her support payments to ex gabrielle Aubrey to eight thousand dollars after renegotiating the terms of their custody agreement. The actress fifty four and the model forty four I not know he was ten years younger than her, who shared thirteen year old daughter Nala began dating in two thousand eight and welcomed their child two years later, okay? Um uh, the new terms come after Holly branded, uh, branded child support payments extortion has in an impassioned social media rant and claimed the rules were outdated. Okay, listen, I'm glad this is what I said to do. If your income has changed, you need to have that shit adjusted. Wasn't nothing to complain about. Her income has probably changed. She need to have it adjusted. That's what she should have did in the first place instead of going all up on social media and playing games. Okay. I love Holly Berry, but sometimes she be tripping. And that's on Mary Had a Little Link, okay? <laughs> is that what she said, honey? <laughs> uh, also, tonight, the NLACP Awards. Okay, you guys, you oh, I didn't talk about pollution and shrinking penises. Oh, my God. Okay, we got time. We're going to have to go into Overdrive, okay? And if I go off in Overdrive, guys, you know we're going to have a part two, okay? But here it is. Uh, penises shrinking. You know, this is a pandemic y'all going to be worried about. It, it says pollution is shrinking penises. This is according to the New York Post. Plain scientists has toxic chemicals threatening humanity, okay? We all knew uh, toxic chemicals and plastics were bad for the environment. It turns out it's affecting humans on a much more personal level. Scientists believe pollution is shrinking the size of penises as well as lowering sperm counts and fertility in women. Wow. Remember, they be talking about population control. Y'all be thinking people uh, crazy out in these streets. So it says, uh, Dr. Shana H. Swan, an environmentalist and reproductive epistemologist, explained the worrying findings in her latest book, Countdown, how our modern world is threatening sperm count, uh, altering male and female reproductive, reproductive development, and implementing the future of the human uh, and then caroling, sorry, The Future of the Human Race. It says Dr. Swan co-authored a 2017 study into trends in which sperm count and noted it uh, it fell dramatically between 1973 and 2011. Now, I don't believe it's just pollution. I believe it's the type of foods people eat, the things that we're exposed to. Yes, the environment too, but I believe it's a number of things. It uh, says chemicals in our environment Our unhealthy and unhealthy lifestyle practices in our modern world are disrupting our hormonal balance, causing various degrees of reproductive havoc, she wrote in the book. In some parts of the world, the average 20-something woman today is less fertile than her grandmother at 35. Her latest research also revealed that chemicals and pollution is seeing the volumes of testers reduce along with penis size and the quality of sperm vice-reported. One of the biggest culprits is uh, what is that? Fistilite a chemical found in everything from makeup to food which is thought to affect fertility and even cause a reduced sex drive, okay? We found the relationship between women's phthalate levels and their sexual satisfaction along with uh, parabens uh, and something, BPAs, we're also reckoning habits on our system. Okay, that's crazy. The shrinking of the penis. Hey, that's that make a lot of men change shit out here. Okay, the world would change if more men than they penis were shrinking because of pollution. But here's the deal: I'm not surprised by these things because what you and notice is companies using their stuff and makeup and stuff like that. See and. You know I believe population control is work in some of these companies and things like that, so it doesn't surprise me that uh we we have situations that can possibly be uh where people are uh are being less um, having fertility problems. Reproduction pro- uh, problems, uh, uh, sperm count, low sperm count, and everything because it's probably due to things in food, makeup, all kind of things we use from day to day that may be hurting us. Okay, I be seeing. I got a little post. I always say, "Are they trying to kill us out here?" They might be trying. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, uh, what else I want to talk about? NWP awards tonight. Okay, I wanted to talk to y'all about Beyonce being the most nominated artist of all time. How's that NWP? I'm not sure. Explain to me. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I don't understand it myself. I just said she's overhyped, so I got real upset with me. It wasn't nothing to be mean. It, was, it wasn't I wasn't trying to be mean. I just said what I said. I said what I believe. I wasn't trying to be mean about her. I do believe that there's been a lot of hype surrounding Beyonce knows and that her music doesn't match the hype that is behind her, but her, her talent has uh, has a performer that's why people like her. People love the work ethic and the performance skills, but the music. Eh, hey, hey! I said what I said, and I ain't gonna change. Okay, I said what I said. Now the NAACP Award, she's been the most nominated award person this week, now, this year. Now, Haley and Chloe did win. I think a couple of couple of Maeve A couple of May the Stallions wins with Beyonce wins. Okay. Let me just say this. How nice of you, Beyonce, to make sure that uh, the girls won uh, uh, a NAACP awards. That's great. Uh, however, I still say what I say. NAACP, she's going to keep in your awards, too. As if they people don't sometimes look on them less than less than anyway. Okay? I'm um, so excited to see the awards tonight because I just want to see Simply match up So that's all I got.
3: Oh, they're going to be so mad at me. What is the beehive going to say? I forgot to talk about
1: the nose mask. Here's the thing about nose mask. No. Just no to the whole thing, okay? No, no, no. No. No and no and no. Nobody's wearing a, no, a no, nose mask, okay? All right, so in overdrive, I'm going to talk about Christy and quitting Twitter Twitter, I'm gonna continue talking about Beyonce's ass and piss y'all beehive off about her being the most nominated person at the NAACP Awards. Rachel Dolezal, the Avatar, is out here, she's gonna be in a documentary about Black Beauty. Rachel Dolazar. Rachel Dolezal
3: talking about Black Beauty.
1: I refuse her to call her a transracial, okay? She's an avatar. What I, I said, I what I said. Okay, and uh, Tamika Mallory. Oh my God, we didn't talk about her partnering with Cadillac. How it's pissing people off. I'm gonna try to talk about it in overdrive. You know what? I may save this, uh some of this for uh, the end of. I may do a show. I may do something on the A C P tonight, real fast, and I'll give y'all part two, maybe at midnight or something, or maybe tomorrow, I'll give y'all something with it all we'll try to we'll try to work it out y'all know how i'll be doing it up in these streets okay we'll figure it out but we'll do some in overdrive okay so for those of you who are listening right now on the phone lines you can stay on uh stay on the phone lines hanging on you get to hear me uh do the live overdrive if i hang up remember we got a part two coming it'll be either to- tonight or tomorrow okay and um or sometime during the week okay and for the rest of you i am out to have to catch the rest of the show on the archive remember so check me out on Sarah. I am Sarah Jane Fitness. When I'm talking to her about my weight loss journey, okay. So I will see you guys. We're gonna leave out with one of my favorites, the old school. Tell me, through Theory. It's the CC show. I'll call Y'all have a good weekend. All right. Hey, for the rest of you on the line, phone lines, we're going into overdrive. Stay tuned. <laughs> Of my voice. You are listening to the archive show. Uh if you want to get in touch with me, you guys know how to hit me up. It's the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can send me a message that way. And you can also go to Carly's Underscore Galaxy on Twitter. And I mean not on Twitter. Damn it. Carly's underscore galaxy. I'm eating and talking together. This is where I'm Carly's underscore galaxy on Instagram and on Twitter it's Carlotta seventy two and C Chatwood show. Okay? Uh oh, huh. Now that we got that out the way, I talked to you about shrinking penises, Holly Berry's child support, child. The show's is hot mess. <laughs> we forgot to talk about Joe Biden firing all the Homeland Security people and so. stuff. We'll save that for some other time, okay? Um, I still said what I said about Beyonce, uh, overkill, too much. Um, you know, I don't think Black Parade. I think, well, you know what? Let me take that back. I can see NAACP giving her one for Black Parade because it's more up NAACP's alley. It's about Black businesses. Okay, but it was just a, it was just a, the song was not that great. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. I said what I said. Hmm. I don't act like y'all was listening to it like that if y'all (laughs) wasn't. Okay, so. let me just say this. Uh, oh, God, we talk about Rachel Dolezal and Tamika Mallory. Those, I'm trying to think, do I want to save these for tonight and talk to you? Okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do.
3: Y'all ready? Okay.
1: I am going to wait and give y'all a show. Cause you know I want to talk about how Maxwell performs,
3: right? Because it's the 25th anniversary of Herbie Hanks Week. I can't say I was
1: a huge Maxwell fan at that point. I saw him and I remember seeing him on MK, MTV, the plug, MTV Unplugged. Yeah, okay, <laughs> Right? But I wasn't really like checking for Maxwell like that, okay? I liked him. I liked him a little bit of his music. I really didn't buy Maxwell, an album from Maxwell until Urban. I mean, no, Embryo. Embryo was my first time buying it because I really liked Embryo. I like Embrya actually more than Urban Hanksley. You know, I think Urban Hanksley is quintessential master. Okay, but I just I have a thing for Embrya. Okay, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, you beat the, uh, I, I, yeah, it's the 25th anniversary. I'm excited about it. I am still the one to do new shit. I need some new shit Maxwell, but at the same time, um. I'm excited about this with the whole thing with Urban, uh, Urban Hanks. But when I, but when I first really became a Maxwell fan, I had a friend. I, I told this show, I told the story on here. My friend Gala, my friend Gala was in love with Maxwell. Okay, she's like, oh my god, you guys got to see him. He's so great. We like, girl, yeah, we have seen him on the little. Like I said, I saw him on the little MTV Unplug. He's cute.
0: <laughs> right, that's
1: what we was doing. Right. And then I was like, you know, finally we was like, me and some girlfriends got together. We was like, okay, let's go see this dude. She's going to bother us until we really go see him live. And it was really uh, Now, I think. He yeah, had the Now album out. He was on tour with Alicia Keys. I
3: said, shit, let's go, go see him. We had
1: front row seat tickets. We went to see his ass. And listen, let me tell you something. I always tell the story. I thought they might have put something in the air on the camera. It was aphrodisiac, but he brought his ass out of the stage. And listen, I was The girl was single at the time. Now, see, I was almost thinking about being a groupie that night. I was like, damn it, I might be a groupie. (laughs) Hey, I never – I might have been a groupie that night, and I was a good church girl. I might have turned my ass into a groupie that night because he was so – he came out and said, I was like, wow, Gayla's not playing. I thought he was beautiful and after that I became a huge Maxwell fan, okay? So, uh yeah, so I'm excited about seeing him tonight. I am excited. So y'all know I always get to love the Maxwell here, even though I talk shit about different my my favorite artists. Him and Janet Jackson. I love, 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 love. Okay, so it real excited about that. oh, I just forget to talk about Janet Jackson. About a rhythm I mean, what is it just been inducted in? Rhythm Nation? We'll talk about that on the show because I want to talk about uh, NAACP Awards. So we'll save all of this, the rest of the conversation on Tamika Mallory, Rachel Hall, three people getting vaccinated and still haven't gotten COVID, and Beyonce's ass again. And um, we got a lot of more stuff to talk about. Oh, the producers, uh, the producers of The Bachelor, how they've been co- coaching uh, um They've been coaching uh, contestants. I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all. So we're going to talk about all of that on part two, okay? Part two, part two. Okay, part two is going to be short, too. I'm going to try to keep it short. Y'all know I'll be set talking shit. I say I'm going to keep it short, but I don't end up keeping it short. Y'all know how I be but we're gonna to try to keep it short. We're gonna watch the NAACP Awards tonight. That's homework. Homework is NAACP Awards, okay? And so we're gonna watch that and we will have a discussion about it at some point during this week, either tonight or some point during the week, okay? So y'all have a wonderful rest of you guys rest of your evening. Remember at 1015 tonight, I'm going to try to put a link in there for real astrology. Uh, Rabina and Apollonia, if you love astrology, you don't want to miss these two together. Okay. I love both of these girls. I'm so, I can't wait to hear them together on talk about the stuff from an astrology standpoint that's going on today, like Derek Jackson and all the mess that's been happening in the news. Apollonia has been on the show before. She's a friend of the show. I'm actually a client of Apollonia, so I've had a session with Apollonia. Love her and Rabina. I really love too. So I will let make sure I put a link after the NWACP. So we may not do it tonight
0: because
1: I might be listening to Rabina, Rabina, and uh, 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 Apollonia. So we're going to have to save the uh, NWACP award show to sometime, maybe Sunday. Or something like that because we're gonna be listening to Rabina them after the NAACP awards. Okay, all right, you guys. I am out. So you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your weekend, and I'll see y'all sometime next week for part two. Okay, we're we'll talking about NAACP awards and more. We're gonna leave out with who are we gonna leave out with? I don't know. <laughs> what is it? I was going to live out with something
3: funny, but I ain't going to do y'all like that. Okay,
1: let's leave out with Brand New Heavy. It's one of my favorite songs, Bob. Uh, Sometimes You Gotta Do Right, okay? I love when they were, when they had that moment with Saida Garrett. That's my favorite Brand New Heavy album. I love Brand New Heavy, period. But that album right there, she that's the shit right there, all right? I'm out. See y'all. See y'all.